Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to episode 126 of the Galen Trombley Show. I have um, someone that is extremely fun and is bringing the fire today and is going to be a blast of a time and I'm glad we've, we finally got together to do this. Miss Jennifer Walker, she is the president slash owner slash like absolute thug of Langley Walker Insurance. Um, Jen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I, I said we, we just kind of like rolling off the cuff, so... For anybody that does not know you, give them a little background on who you are, what you do, how you came to be 2021 Jennifer Walker Insurance Extraordinaire. Well, that's a big bite to chew, but okay. Okay. Well, thank you. I forgot my thug outfit, but I'll do my best. You're doing good. We'll take another photo. We'll crop it. We'll Photoshop it. You'll be all set. (laughs) Some gold chains going. Um, So I... Started in, ins- I'll start with my insurance life because there's another past life before that one. Oh, we're gonna hit it but all. My, oh boy, it'll be a long day. <laughs> Not, there's no prison involved, right? No. Oh, okay, okay, we're good. <laughs> so I, st- I started in insurance actually in uh, 1998 through a temp service. So I was looking to get to into doing something that was nine to five, Monday through Friday. I had a small young family and needed to have that daycare picked up by five kind of thing. So I went to the temp service. They had a couple of different things for me to try out and I chose the insurance job and that was through Jay Langley Associates, Mr. Langley himself. In 1998? In 98. And then where do we go from there? Fast forward, they hired me on permanently, got me licensed and I kind of felt like I was hitting the ceiling there a little. I wanted to learn more and grow more. so I, I worked for Marty Jabot. I don't know if you know the Jabot family. They're a great family. I, I kind of, yeah. I mean, I know of the name. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I worked with Marty for five years. And uh, from there, I went to agency insurance brokers for another six years and worked in their commercial lines department. And then you, where you are now? Yes. Full circle. Full circle. Okay. Came back and bought the place. There, there you go. So did you ever think in 1998 that I'm going to be buying this place from Mr. Mr. Walker? Mr. Langley. Langley. Mr. Langley. Yeah. No, never, never had that inkling in my mind at all. So when you got into insurance, it was just purely better hours. I'm just going to, like I said, got like I, I'm totally relatable, like family. You just start making decisions based on little people, yes. <laughs> you know, not yourself. They so. rule our lives as little as they are. Yeah. And so, um, and did you like insurance when you got in? Was it like a love at first sight kind of thing? Or did it take a couple years to kind of get under your belt and say, yeah, I think I can do this? The first couple of weeks were pretty intimidating because I didn't know anything about insurance. I didn't know what deductibles were or any of the lingo. I didn't know any of the terminology. So it was pretty intimidating. Um, But they were super patient with me and was able to at least, if they couldn't answer my question right then and there, they'd at least provide me with information of where I need to call or who I need to ask to get the information. And that was always important that uh, Mr. Langley always had told me no matter what, you know more than the customer does. And I told him one day, no, I don't. 
And he says, yes, you do, because you know where to look to find the information, and you're here. So that always meant a lot to me, and I always remembered that. I, I actually was training. Um, actually, Jen, I'm going to have you push that a little closer to you. I'm not loud enough? No. Oh. Can you hear yourself or no? Yeah, yeah. Your decimals, there, that's better. That's better. Okay. okay. I'm, wa- I'm watching Dude. your decibel level, so now you're good. Should I use my mom voice? Your spot? No, no, not going okay. yet. Maybe later, second okay. hour. Second hour. <laughs> um, so I was, uh, I had a newer agent in today, and I was talking to him about, um, when you call people on the phone and like talk to them because sometimes you call them and it's like at a certain level you get people that you know and you get the friends and referrals and it's not as hard to talk to them on the phone because they want to talk to you but when you're starting out and you really don't have a lot of business sometimes you got to talk to people you don't know who they are and you're just like hey listen i'm reaching out for whatever reason mm-hmm. and um i told him i said don't don't sound nervous on the phone you're going to you're going to speed up you're going to talk too quick you're going to say um and all this stuff but i said pretend you're asking your spouse like what do you want for dinner tonight you would never go, you would, or, or anything, you're a friend or something. You would never like, hi, my name is Galen Trump, like Kevin on Realty, and like get really nervous. So I said, just talk like conversationally, and I, or conversational. And I said, like you had just said, the, um, like the people on the other, you are moderating it. You are leading, you are leading the conversation at, at any mm-hmm. point. Even if they call you, you're leading the conversation. Right. So always know that you are in control, and you can kind of, you know, you can manipulate which way the conversation goes as to like, or what do you want to ask next or what you want to, you know, and there's, right. there's different things. So I think that is important for people that are in a potential sales business that you are in control on the phone uh-huh. and you know what you're doing more than what you think the person across the, or on the other line knows what they're saying. So, right. um, so got the job, fought, get into insurance. What was your first thing you did with insurance? Like early on, you said you went to commercial midway through and now you own it. So now you're like, Every, you do everything, right. but what was the initial like entry level thing that you did? Uh, grab the phone, take a message if I didn't know how to help them, um, payments, customers coming in and saying, hey, I need to change one of the cars on my policy, those sort of things. Just the everyday, um, or hey, I, I had a claim, um, I want to see what the status is of it, I haven't heard from anybody, all those kinds of things that are pretty Pretty much anybody who's not initially licensed for insurance can handle. Okay. Um, so it's more like you're, you're in the space, but you're not an actual licensed person? Right. Like a glorified receptionist. Okay. Like, yeah, it's, there's a lot of parallels in our businesses, I think. Um, oh, definitely. Like Nick, I got, well, you met Nick in the way here, and you yeah. guys hit it right off. Oh, so she's great. You Californians, I guess, <laughs> right? Cal- you yeah. say California? Yeah. Yes. So she's, uh, I don't know how long she actually lived in California. She said, she's definitely born there, but she's always... I'm like, it's always been, in you. Yeah, she's like, it's just West Coast. Was it West Coast, Best Coast? So <laughs> she's, uh, but like, so I got her license purely for like information wise. So like legal stuff. But other than that, I mean, she she could, she for being around less than a year, she knows a lot of what, what we're doing. She's picked up very quickly. Yeah. So because I basically like was like, uh, came back from COVID. I kind of just like, I just hired her and kind of threw her into the fire. Because right. like, we don't have a lot of time to train you because it just, shit's hitting the fan. It's right hitting now. the so, fan. Just, um, but just go. Okay, so we do the whole loop around. What did you do before insurance? Okay, so my so, past life. Past life. I worked in retail. So I started out, actually, my one of my very first jobs was um, in a retail clothing store, kind of like a TJ Maxx type of a store, but mainly just for women and clothing, not the home section. So that was out in Salt Lake City, Utah. And worked there from... Probably the time I was 17 until about 19 or 20, something like that, and moved up the ranks. I was always very driven, I guess, 
and it's not just to see my name in lights or anything like that, but it was to prove that I could. Mm-hmm. So are, are, you, are you, the other thing is Nicolette was clothing. She was in that department. Now she's, nice. then she was insurance and now she's in real estate. So you got a third life ahead of you maybe. Who maybe? That sounds <laughs> exciting. Real estate, get to look at houses and all that fun stuff. That sounds um, fun. The uh, so, um, are, were you someone that was always driven from a young age? Like even before getting into retail, did you find like when you were a kid doing homework or doing sports or doing activities or I don't know dance or whatever you might have been in that like I got to be really good? Just okay. So there's going to be some pretty, I would say eyebrow raising things <laughs> do your kids know this yet <laughs> yeah oh yeah okay <laughs> so nothing bad um i i was born the youngest of six kids and so there has always been this issue of me having self-confidence because i was never old enough i was never big enough i was never strong enough you can't do it as good as your siblings it, it, so there's always just been this edge of i can't get there so I've always kind of felt a little bit less than, if that makes sense. You mean you felt that way or others felt that way about oh, you? Oh, no. I, I feel like others have felt that way about me my whole childhood. Do you feel that way, though? Not anymore. Oh, okay. When you were a kid, though, did you take that, like, what they said to heart and were like, I don't think I'm as good as them? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You know, and then, of course, being the younger kid, you always get picked on by the siblings and everybody, but that's normal. That's normal kid stuff. But... <laughs> And I, I really do think it has affected a lot of my choices in life. I mean, I had made some bad choices as a teenager and gone down a path that wasn't so great. Um, and what may come as a surprise to a lot of people is I actually fell in with a bad crowd. I dropped out of high school when I was 16. Really? Mm-hmm. So do you have your high school diploma now? I GED'd when I was 30. Wow. And no college or anything, obviously. Got 12 credits at Clinton. After the G, uh, GED, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say GDE, GED. GED. Okay. So that may that, come as a surprise to some people that because... Is, that does surprise me. There's a lot of folks out there, like, you get the Strictly Business magazine, right? Yep. And it used to always bother me because you'd see the people on the cover, or you'd open up the articles, and there's these people's names in lights with all the credentials after their name all the and all of the, that, yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what these letters stand for, let alone <laughs> have these under my belt to, to brag about. I'm just Jen, you know, but the older I get, it's okay. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful I, that at least, um, I can show if there's even one way to show anybody out there, who maybe dropped out of high school or maybe doesn't have the education or maybe doesn't have the upbringing or didn't have the resources or whatever. If I could show one other person out there that you absolutely could be a business owner and here's how. So yeah, business. So I love business. Like it's, I've been, I think I said, I got into it when I was 20 and I'll be honest before I was in, um, I had two jobs in my life, serving ice cream and real estate. So that's like, right. Very You're ice cream. Junkie. Yes. I, I don't have a lot. I really don't have much of a track record when it comes to business. Before that was like mowing lawns. But I always started at a young age, built up a good work ethic. Even when I was at serving ice cream, I was an hourly employee. I went in, did my thing. But even even though I didn't own the company, didn't even though I took pride in doing everything. Because like one, you're coming to – I always looked at if I'm there and there's a bad-looking cone going out or there's a, like something that's falling apart or your Sunday's toppling over – 
I'm the one that did it. So I always like the idea that people go by and go, wow, this cone looks good. Or that, wow, that looks really that looks like, delicious. And yeah. so I'm like, yes, because you get, it's crazy because making a cone is not easy. The, 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 the normal, and I know it sounds like a goofy thing to say, but go try to make a cone if you don't know what you're doing. There's a good chance you're not going to replicate what you see Probably the not. people handing it out. And it takes, it took me like a couple months to like really get, get it down. Swing. And by the time I like retired, by the time I retired, <laughs> I could do four cones in a hand. So you would jam them in between your fingers and you would just, you would like, you would do one, keep sliding your way over, slide your way over, slide your way over. And usually you grab them like this and you do one more on your last hand because you had a cone there and you could hand them all That's out. amazing. Yeah. So it was got like, it was like stu- <laughs> stupid ice cream tricks, but um, it was always a sense of pride because I was doing the work that I wanted to make sure it was good, even though I didn't like have, there's a different level of pride when you own a company and don't own a company because mm-hmm. like you, your name's attached to it. Like, you know, and that's, but I think going back to what you said, not have like the greatest thing about business is especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're starting the business you call the shots mm-hmm. like and that's the that's the good and bad that's the stressful part that's the risky part that's the you know you work your tail off to get to a certain point to have a little bit of breathing room and leverage yep. but at the end of the day it's you know nobody there's no gatekeeper in my business or your business. It's more of like, do people like you? Do you relate to people? Are you nice? Do you do what you say you're going to do? Do you have a good work ethic? Are you honest? Like right. basic, just like good human traits. Yes. And then people are like, I like that person. Right. Like I gravitate towards you because I, I just think-, think you're fun. And mm-hmm. like, I think that's like good people just gravitate towards good people because yeah. I don't, I didn't remember yeah. you. Like I didn't know half the people that I know. I'm like, I don't know if you went to college. Like I even forgot I went to college, you right. know, cause it's just, it's so, yeah, like, you just forget about it. So, yeah. um, so what, how did that affect you, I guess, in your 20s? Did as that, far as? Like you said, so you, like you struggled like in, early on about the confidence level, and then you mm-hmm. didn't get your degree, which nope. back then, you know, five years ago, or 10 years ago, no, just, whenever, whenever that happened for <laughs> Couple, you. two, three. Yeah, whenever, whenever <laughs> that happened day. for you, that was probably like frowned upon a bit like by society. It's like yeah. you're supposed to graduate. And even to this day, right. like still the idea of graduating college or whatever. Right. Did that have any effect on you going into your young adulthood? Uh, I don't think so as much as you would possibly think. I think because what happened is I, since I did things kind of backwards, um, you know, graduated late, had kids first, then got married, then got divorced, you know, then became a grown up. So I, I think that's the only thing it did. But I think doing things that way makes me appreciate where I am today. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes me uh, very self-sufficient and independent. Uh, and I, I really don't like depending on anybody, even though I depend on my husband for a lot. Um, but I do like to be independent. I like to be self-sufficient. I like to be able to, to do things and be successful and say, look what I did. I like to be able to accomplish something and then turn around and look back and say look I did this look what I <laughs> I did this that was good it was like, <laughs> like there's like a little echo um so and that's like kind of a, like a sense of pride badge kind absolutely. of absolutely and I I would agree I, I think if you like there's one thing I like about being like kind of like helping run and like my like like my dad owns a company, but like helping him run the company and like not having a salary and kind of getting out of what I put into it. And mm-hmm. I like that. I couldn't like, I'm not a person 
like I like to grow. I like to do stuff. So like, it's fine if I get to a certain point, I'm bored. I'm useless because right. I'm like I'm. I will waste time and because it's just sure. me. I'm like t- I'll be tinkering with other stuff just because it's something new I can learn. Sure. So do you find business wise are you like goal oriented? Is something oh, absolutely like what's like, a normal like when do you do your goals? Like what is are you like end of the year, beginning of the year, long term goals, short term goals? I do the beginning of the year. I like to do goal setting for the year. I do have like a five year, but I don't know why, but it seems like it's far off. So I tend to put that off, but I do put the, the, the goal for the year and I break it down per month. And then we have a little goal board in the back of our office, which by the way, busiest month on record for me Ever. this month right now. That's crazy. It's just happened. That's awesome though. So cha-ching. Um, so, but yeah, I do have absolutely goal and driven just absolutely cannot fail it won't it won't fail yeah it's just not an option yeah exactly it's like a non-negotiable like that's not not even gonna happen um right so when you do goals like you said like you have monthly goals is like your most like your earliest type of goal was monthly roughly like earliest meaning Meaning, uh, shortest shortest, i guess yeah shortest shortest was monthly monthly and then longest is about five years yeah about five years and what's what does it typically entail are you um like what are, what are if you don't mind sharing what are like some like ideas of goals you don't be specific but i guess like like i i look at what i did last year mm-hmm. and i always got to beat last year okay if you've beaten last year you've succeeded um even in a covid year if you've beaten what you've done last year you're you're that's fantastic if you're flat from what you were last year fantastic i don't know how well i do know how but, um, <laughs> stop laughing. Um, last year during COVID, I was really worried because we had a couple months where we were really like, mm-hmm. you know, the real estate industry March and just April fell in March and, and April. Yep. And then just, you know, until the different phases, you know, opened back up and everything until we got busy again. But somehow or another, we did 11% over last year at the end of 2020. I have no it, idea how. And we were, we had a downfall in the first quarter. So I, Really? Like, I think there's a lot of parallels. When we went to, the market was like busy and stuff, but you got to look in real estate. When you talk about sales, like the sales were up slightly, but they're, um, I think this year we're probably going to, is my guess this year is probably going to be the first year that the sales are down, if I had to guess, for, over, because sales have been going up, but new listings haven't been going up. So what happens right. is the sales are taking everything that was on the market off, and now when people are looking for homes, they can't find there's homes. There's nothing. There's no inventory. Then, then the, you're going to start seeing the actual amount of sales decrease. So I think this year is going to be the first year as um, like as an industry that we've seen that like sales have dropped in, God, recent, I mean, probably quite a while, years. And um, But when we came back, it was like, like, it was like someone, uh, again, on March 20th, we were told to shut down. It was like someone took, like, put a cork on the bottle, mm-hmm. shook it up for about two and a half months, and then uncorked it on yeah. June 1st. And... All hell Agreed. broke loose, and it was crazy. It was, was crazy. Same for here. Yes. Um, how was that coming back? Because what I just mentioned, Nick, like Nick got hired like a couple weeks after we fully returned, mm-hmm. and it, like, poor girl was just like slammed. I'm like, I'll try to help you out, but like you're gonna have to like really just step up. And I mean, she fantastic she job, did. but yeah. um, wasn't the most ideal because I had actually interviewed her and some other people that were applying the Thursday and Friday before we were told we had to shut down. Like I remember being told we had to shut down. I had to come back from a showing because I had like four appointments here to meet some candidates, and then it like shut down. And then I was like, okay, Done. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna hire her, but I had to think about it for about another 
week or so. But like timing wasn't (laughs) wasn't very good for that. Yeah, but but she hung in there. She did good, yes. But um, so coming back for the summer last year, how was that? Like I was just we were just slammed. Just just like you say, the cork came off and we're just buried. It's insane. And what? Why do you think that would be for insurance? Uh, A reason that would be the folks who were not able to work like we read a lot of small contractors and they if they weren't able to work during the covid when the phases opened up and they could open their businesses back up that made us busy uh people who have been waiting for the past year for contractors to come into their homes and do remodels or sales were finally picking back up even though a lot of those were virtual mm-hmm. so closings were finally starting to happen again so we had real estate turnover for insurance we had people who were out spending money that they got for stimulus money on cars or trying to get their kids set up in apartments or off to school or um, off their policy, <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> uh, so there's just a lot of, uh, and a lot of small commercial uh, businesses that wanted to say, hey, look, maybe this COVID thing didn't work out for where I was before, but maybe this is the opportunity and the push I need to start my own small business. What do I need for insurance? They got to have insurance on it. What did, did you guys have to reevaluate anything in the company? Did you find that you, I mean, you grew, so did you find there was opportunity that you could kind of capitalize on or potentially making you rethink or take chances on certain things? Not necessarily. I'm very fortunate that I don't need to solicit a lot or advertise a whole bunch um, because we're that busy. Mm -hmm. And I would just as soon stay uh, slow and steady growth. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to be able to still handle and know my clients and know what I have and who I have and where they are. Um, I like to have my my thumb on the pulse of all of the the clients in the office as much as I can. It's just it's tough when you've got you know two thousand clients and I'm a one person. So that's why I have staff. How many people are in the the office? There's myself, Kim Brown, mm-hmm. Casey DeRocher, Lamountain. You may know her as. I I don't Kim. I don't know Casey. Allison Archer, and we have a young lady that we got through ETS who's fantastic. Her name's Lindsay Riom. Okay, so, so five. Yep. So five person wrecking crew. So wrecking crew is right now. Now, when you talk like um, agents, how does it work? At are they all licensed? Are they not licensed? Do like what? The, do you just have one licensee and in staff? They're all licensed, with the exception of our girl from ETS, okay. and that will be forthcoming. If she would like to. So you guys all do the same thing. You guys can all write the same policies or do you guys kind of specialize in certain? We can. Casey specializes more in the um, administrative end of things. So she's superwoman. She does the accounting, the bookkeeping, Mm -hmm. the payroll, human resources things, make sure we're compliant with all our state and federal rules and regulations. She does all... She does all the crap I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> As you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do any of that. I hate reconciling. Um, but she does it, and she loves it. So God bless her. Mm-hmm. She, she does a fantastic job, and we work very closely together on budgeting and um, what makes more sense for the office. So she's really more truly a partner in the in the business than she realizes. Just a good mind for it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because some people get it. They just understand the bigger picture, and they 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 know the nuances, and they know like opportunity and yeah type things. She works with Jared on our IRA. She does yep. the health insurance. She's just been, all, like I say, all the shit I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's good. I, I uh, when I was hiring, so Nicole does our basically our closing. So if you go under contract, Nicole runs the 
the contract to close aspect, which is like on average an eight week process. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a bunch of stuff I don't want to do. I have to step in when it's like well, agent stuff. stuff. Most of the stuff in the closing process, even if the agent doesn't need to be involved a lot of it, I mean, we, they do, but she can do 99% of what I, sure. I need to do. So right. it frees me stuff. up for other stuff. And then uh, Nicolette basically does all the stuff I can't get to that I've spent 10 years doing. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just to the point where I can't do it anymore. I don't have time, right. especially with like a growing family. And that's uh, sure. that just, as you know, when you know, you had the young kids, it just sucks a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the free time's kind of get sucked. No, they're great. It's yeah. so much fun. But when it's like, you're going like full speed ahead for a few years and all of a sudden it's just like, we added pretty quick to our, uh, our crew there. So, yeah. um, and next thing we know, it's just, yeah, it's so she's been a godsend the last year of just, there's a reason I'm able to do some stuff and there's right. a reason that I'm not completely like going crazy right now. Um, so it's just nice to have a team of people that are like, know oh what gosh. they're doing because right. it would get boring too if you're by yourself. Right. And I love the fact that it's one of those, I, I saw a little meme on Facebook the other day that says, I like being able to turn my back and trust the people behind it. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's super important. Especially yeah. when you own the company because it's... They're the face. The, and the hard thing with small business is that, and this is any business, if you take, obviously like your business is more complex than like a little startup thing, but um, like perfect example, the the girl that started... Um, Oh God, I'm gonna blink. Up. The the the, the, the traveling coffee, High Peaks. Oh yeah, Bruce. yeah. I just drove past them. Yes. Uh, so High Peaks Bruce, fantastic young young lady. She's started this whole thing from scratch. Kind of, I follow her on social media, and she's done a great job. But most people think of like, oh, that's a great thing. She's just serving coffee. I'm like, well, yeah. what you don't see is, if you asked her and I said, hey, write out everything you do for your business. Serving coffee is a small blip on it as a business owner because oh, you're not talking about. And she's by herself, but you still have. You, you know, insurance, you still have like all the things, right. like the non-sexy Permits. things people don't want to see, right. like even just taking photos and marketing and coming marketing. up with captions and planning out your routes and where you're going to be and supplies. logistically and then, yeah. yeah, ordering supplies. Sure. Yeah. And it's like you, people I don't think realize like, oh, that would be great. I'll be the, the coffee person. I I'm just like, serve well, coffee. That's I'm like, the least well, part of it. No, a barista serves coffee. If you're running this, she's like one in the same. Like right. it's or like we, we, you know, we're drinking you know, Starbucks, like. Starbucks at some point was a small business, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, Howard Schultz, whatever his name was, whoever found, I think he founded it, right? Mm-hmm. Is the name? Oh, I thought it was Mr. Starbucks. Mr. Starbucks could be. Maybe could have been name. Mrs. Could be. Hence mm-hmm. the hence the hence uh, the mermaid or the mermaid lady or sapphire sapphire. I should. There's know a this. special name for her. Sorry, Lens. Yeah, it's like a mythical creature, but <laughs> yeah. dope all the same. But whatever it is, um, but like that was something that that person was everything. <laughs> For every title. Right. And then now it's just franchise and it's all over the country and world. Right. So. Right. I mean, when I first bought the business, it was me doing all of it. Mm-hmm. Well, me and my husband, or he was helping, listening to me cry maybe. But it was, you know, it was just me. I was like coming in on Saturday trying to do the books and I mm-hmm. do not have an accounting degree. I can do these things. It just takes me longer. Mm-hmm. So that's why I love having Casey there because she can do them and she's fast and she's efficient and she's thorough and she... Attention Does it accurately? Yep. Yeah, and, and I, I think, so. you know, as as we've gotten bigger, our company, the same thing. It's like hiring for my weaknesses and hiring for things that, one I don't want to do, but I'll do stuff I don't want to do. But if it's something that I don't have time Absolutely. for or I'm not good at, and it's like uh, someone's definitely better at this. Outsource than me. it. Yeah, I got to outsource it because then and I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It's like, what is my, what should my twenty, you know, twenty eighty rule? Have you heard the eighty twenty rule, Pareto's mm. principle? 
20% of your input produces 80% of your output. So my thing is like, what's my 20% I should be doing day to day and not overstepping what I need to do, um, knowing that that's going to bring on the most return for myself and the company. And most of the stuff is like the stuff I like to do, so it's just good. But I'm I'm human and I fall into the, the... I fall into the 80% category sometimes and Same. I just got to get better at like slapping my wrist and say, no, get back to what you got to do yep. and have to do versus, you know, goofing off or doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, small business, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a wild, it's a trip. It's a trip for sure. What is your favorite part about owning a company? Uh, the customers. I love working with people. I love Which, being able I, to I 100% do, believe just... this because you're always, you've always been in a good mood every time I see you. Very upbeat, Aww. personal, peppy. I'm sure people, that's what I'm saying. Like people like people that are like fun. Well, I just enjoy being able to take somebody's pile of paperwork and make sense of it and explain it back to them so that it makes sense to them. I just get such a rush. That's such a kick for me to be able to say, look, I, I helped you. What, what's your legal term? Is it insurance agent? Right. I'm an insurance agency. Agency. Yes. Because like when we get... The one thing I hate about real estate is when you get your license, you're considered a licensed real estate salesperson. Oh. And I absolutely despise sales that name. Salesperson. Salesperson. Because to me, it's like, I hate it. And I get sales. I'm the worst salesperson in history. You do not want to hire me for Maybe. a sales job. Maybe, it, but it could be me. Yeah. it's Yeah. There we go. So we're the one, you're looking at the two worst salespeople. Oh. Yes. And not from the sales of like, I physically can't sell someone stuff. I'm too, right. I'm too like honest and being like, I don't want to sell you right. something you don't want or need. Right. And I'm like, but if I think I should say in real estate, if you come to real estate and say, I want to buy a house, I'm like, I know how to do that really well. Right. Let me help you. Sure. Cause that'd be like going to you like insurance. I know I need insurance and I'll be honest. I'm insurance dumb when it comes to like, so are most people. majority of the public. Cause like, I just know I'm like, not I not think I'm doing something that like I got a car, a house, a business. I, mm-hmm. I know I need insurance. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to begin. And That's I find my favorite customer. Someone yes. who's like clueless. And yes. I can just tell them as much or as little as they want to know about insurance and have it make sense to them. That for us, that's real estate. When they say, I've never bought a home before, I don't even know where to begin. I'm like, you know what? Perfect. You, let's, we're going to have a good time because they're open-minded. They're ready to hear inf- good information. Yeah. Not the person that shows up and kind of like butts heads with you to try to somehow prove they think they know more than you about your part business that you're in. I'm like... Right. I, with all respect, you do not know more about real estate than I do. And yeah. nobody, when you go in, you do not know more about insurance than the person you're going to talk to, right. which unless you're like this miraculous person that like has a huge background in it, I, I call your bluff. Right. But you still have to have those arguments. And those are the ones that make me just slam my head off the wall. But because you live in a house doesn't mean you know about, about. what you're talking about. And, right. but you got to sometimes do it gently and, yes, <laughs> and tactfully. customer service, tactful voice. Yep. Um, that, um, I think, because I was going to ask you, what's the thing you least like about business, owning a business? The thing actually, what is, what is your answer to that? My least favorite? Least favorite thing about owning a business. I would say that I, maybe I, it's that I feel like I'm on call all the time. Okay. I, yeah. I'm not a brain Legitimate. surgeon. I'm not an emergency room doctor. I'm an insurance agent. I set you up with a policy that the insurance carrier provides for you. But that doesn't mean you need to change your address with me at 2 o'clock in the morning via Facebook Messenger. Do you... <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Are you good about separating the um, two? I'm not great about it. Okay. I have that... I feel obligated. Mm-hmm. So what I've been learning to try to teach myself is, okay, I will get back to them during business hours. 
Maybe I'll screenshot it and email it to myself so I don't forget, which is good. I do that all day long. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. You know, and if it's nothing that's urgent, I mean, if you just got into a car accident, that's different. Yeah. So then I'm there to help. You see, like you triage the, like the, oh, the yeah. level of, Definitely. Uh, when I say like blurring the lines, I, I have a hard time shutting it off. Mm-hmm. Um, I really try Monday through like end of business day on Friday. I'm pretty much on all the time. There is a level where if somebody's texting me or calling me or emailing me, and I would say it's probably like 8, 8.30 at night, I just won't respond. I'll get it. I see it. But yes. I'm like, you know what? That's no. a tomorrow thing. Yeah. And again, triage. Yeah. And again, it depends. It's like, hey, we want to make an offer. I need to have it in by tomorrow morning. I'm not going to be able to sign in the morning. Okay, we're going to do it right now. And, and right. I will. I've been on the phone till 11, 11.30 at night with clients if I have to. But a lot of it is, this isn't pressing. If I don't, because I'm one, I get up early and I typically am in the office early. So I'm like, it'll hmm. still be done before opening a business day anyways. Right. I just it'll choose to do it at seven in the morning, not nine at night. So Exactly. When I'm trying to wind down with my family. 100%. Kids go down and like, I get a little bit of time with my wife and I can just relax. And like at that point, my mind's mush. And I'm like, you know what? You're much better seeing me tomorrow at like eight in the morning yeah, versus when I'm fresh. 8 p.m. So, right. um, torn into a lot of different directions. That So that... Yeah, that makes sense. Being on call, do you do you ever find that you get a chance to completely disconnect? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you do it? Uh, we have a <laughs> we have a seasonal campsite up at Blue Haven. No service. Yeah, there's service. Oh, there is. Okay. There is service. It's actually great service up there, but it's far enough away away that I feel like I am away, mm-hmm. and it's close enough where I can be available if I have to be. So it's a perfect set of circumstances for me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, every time I drive through the gates, I feel my blood pressure drop. Mm-hmm. You know, I can smell the campfires or maybe something's cooking. And my dog is the same way. And the dog will be in the back seat and she, her little nose just goes up in the air. She just... Just knows. <sighs> now, when you're on your little getaway, mm-hmm. um, are you checking your phone? Are you checking emails? Oh, yeah. You are, okay. I do. I do. Okay. If there is something urgent and important, I want to be able to be available as much to, to whatever extent I can be if I need to be. So when I'm, like we went to Florida a couple weeks ago. We were there for like two weeks. I was checking stuff every day, every morning. I got up about five every morning and I would work till probably like seven. My, my first sure. first kid gets up at seven. So dad gets two hours of work in. Yeah, um, okay. Wake up, make a cup of coffee. And I just kind of, went through my emails mm-hmm. but i i didn't purposely put any outbound stuff for two weeks it was inbound stuff that i had to kind of respond to mm-hmm. emails questions inquiries good thing is nick was filtering through all my stuff to begin with which Perfect. is f- fantastic so i didn't really have a lot of stuff to do um but i still checked it and there's still stuff right. that like i still had to respond to because otherwise like you're not getting a response for probably two weeks, two weeks you know from right. an actual so mm-hmm. That happened, but I was I tried to once I got going to just kind of punt the rest of the day and mm-hmm. not really do it. I would have my phone on me so naturally I could see what was coming sure. in, but right. I wasn't responding to stuff and exactly. And I I honestly probably talked to Nick maybe once a day while mm-hmm. I was gone, if that. Sometimes I didn't even talk to her. Just come, like, she's just she's got it handled. She's got locked. Right. It's done. Um, but one of my favorite things last year we didn't do it because of COVID, but um. We go to Fern Lake for 4th of July. We had a family friend there. The best part, that's why I asked to get service because my service is spotty, but this is me. I show up and it's typically like three nights, four days 
and I am, it's nothing. So this is what I do. I show up, I take my phone, I shut my phone off, I throw it in my bag, I zip it, and I pull it out four days later. It's gone. And and when I say pull it off, I mean, I it is off. You can't reach me. You can't. My <sighs> wife knows. My wife goes, and then sometimes she'll travel back with the kids and stay mm-hmm. at home. And and uh, she knows how to reach me. She can reach anybody there, but I just she doesn't have to reach my phone directly. So she'll reach out to someone and just someone. be like, hey, just tell Gail on this. So, right. And, uh, but, and they're like, Oh, you know there's Wi-Fi here. I'm like, I don't want it. I don't want the Wi-Fi. I don't want the password. <laughs> I'm not unwinding no, if I have no, Wi-Fi. No, I, I hope there's no service for 20 miles. So <laughs> right. I, uh, so that was just like the mental break. But those four days are incredible because I do nothing but hang out with friends, yes. have a drink, smoke a cigar, have right. great food, go on the go on the lake, and it, it is such a recharge. And just and it's relax. it's like island time almost. Like I go out. I'm like, what time is it? Doesn't Judging matter. by the sun, sometime in the it's afternoon. Sometime and guess in the what? afternoon. I don't care. Miller time. Yep. And the sun starts setting, then I'm like, you know what? It's time for a fire. It's That's time what it for is. A fire. So, and it's the most relaxing. It, it's the four days a year that I physically don't respond to some type of message because I do mm-hmm. on Christmas. I do on days like just you get some like random stuff. Like people will text you like middle of the afternoon on Christmas after all the hoopla in the morning. They'll be like, hey, I got a question that like. This house, uh, you know, can we see it when we get, not now, but when we get back? I'm like, sure. Sure. You just email or do it the next day, but you still get the, the, the thing. So it's, right. my, it's like my little um, oasis one time a year that just completely check out. Because I have a hard time. Yeah, I have a hard time unwinding. Now, do you, strong. would you want to unwind? Yes. Okay. So at this point, what I, what, the, what my goal is for, say, the next year or so is training. Training, 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 training. Yourself. Mm, training oh. the staff. But to to give you more time where you don't feel like you have yeah. to. So that if I do get that random, hey, I need this, I can forward it to whoever's in the office. They can handle it and I can shut it off. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, one thing I hate is you can do email forwarding or not forwarding, but you can do like a, out of office, out of office. But you know what you can't do it on is text messages. Nope. And for some reason, the one thing that I hate is because email to me is fantastic from a notification standpoint versus texting because emails, I can read it and then I can put it as unread and I can categorize it and I can file it and I can star it and I can do all these crazy things Mm -hmm. that make me know what's important and not important and junk. You can't do it on the phone. Not with the text. Yeah. So like you said, screenshot, Facebook message, screenshot, email, screenshot, email. So I screenshot and email myself or screenshot and text Nick throughout the day. If Again, Absolutely. if I would say 30 times a day, it's probably 45. And I just, you know, I do it more than I think. Um, right. My memory sucks though. Same. And not even that my memory's bad because I think I would remember it. Like not as when I should, but a day later, two days later. Oh yeah. The problem is one of my absolute biggest fears in, in business, in life, and shout out to Ellen Bouchard who gave me the book behind there because I said I would is because I, she gave it to me this recently within like the year. I love her. And, oh, fantastic lady. And, and so she gave me that. So I put it up there and I've actually used it when I've talked to our agents. I'm like, listen, you're doing it because you said you would. And because it's, it's just something it's, it's 
I'm a big, like, if I say I'm going to do it, like, to me, I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, words my bond kind of thing. Like, yes. I don't need a contract. I told you I was going to do it. It's going to be done. Right. And That's so, my name behind it. Yeah. And that's my thing. It's reputation. So yeah, if I say I'm going to do it and all of a sudden I don't do it, and it might be as simple as I didn't get to it the next day. They're like, hey, it's not a big deal. I'm like, I know, but I told you I would do it yesterday. I apologize. But it bothers me when yeah. I can't get back to people in a timely manner. Yeah. It bothers me. And, and if I know I can't get back to someone, like if somebody calls me today and says, can you get back to me? I'll say, I will call you tomorrow, knowing there's no chance I'm going to talk to him tonight. Today, right. But I set the expectation that it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now, if I say, yes, I'll give you a call later tonight, and I don't, and then it's tomorrow. Then you failed. Then I failed. And they might not think of it that big of a deal, because most people that I've associated with don't typically do that. So right. it's kind of one where like, yeah, just another person that said they're going to do it and didn't do it. And to me, that bothers me so much. Same. It. So that's why the text screenshot is, I'm neurotic about, yeah. if I forget a message. Or, or yeah. you know what else is good? I'll, I'll call you back as soon as I can. Oh, as soon you as say I, that. I'll call you back as soon as I can. Or as soon as I get the information. Yeah. It and might not be today. Do you... So, client-wise, if I'm going to reach out to a client, I 95 to 99% of the time, leave it with when I'm going to follow up with you again. Mm-hmm. Or, or who's going to follow up with you and when. Or both. Mm-hmm. But I'm also one of those people where I'm like, Nick's going to follow up with you. Mm-hmm. And I still, in my mind, will make a note. Make sure she follows up. Follow up with Nick about following up with that person. Yes. Because I'm the same thing. If I, she doesn't do to. it, and all of a sudden they're like, well, we never heard from that person. Or Nicole, I'm like, what It do you ruins mean? the whole company yeah. reputation. That's it. So I'm like, the communication aspect in life, problems are from lack of communication, miscommunication. Mm-hmm. La- or yeah. I mean, it, this could be your spouse. This could be your friend. This could be work. This could be anything. All of it. It's just poor communication. So that's the one thing I try to nip in the body. I try to be proactive with communication. I try, and, and obviously, like, we're human. We don't always do that. But I am so, like, fearful of not doing it that I think I put enough emphasis on it that I, 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 I'm good about not letting it happen often. Right. And it's... It's more of the exception, I think. It's like... It's but it does ex- it's still like such a, bother. It's such like a letdown to ex- like exception though when it happens. Like, it bothers right. me when it happens. Even though it's minor, I'm just like shoot and then i feel like i gotta go above and beyond after the fact to make up for to it to make up for it yeah i apologize i'm so sorry i couldn't get back to you yeah it, it's, it's like, like I, you're scrambling to I gain like, their trust it? again like the irish guilt i got it like I'm, I'm one of those people like i i'm just like and i'm also one of those people too like i i never like i say never lie i try not to lie if it's a if it's a lie it's like a it's like one of those like was it good yeah it tastes yeah, good i like to get a little white delicious. lie but, yeah. but usually i don't because I'm one of those people, if you're going to tell me a story or something, like I don't, I'm going to tell you one version of it, which is the truth because I, because you know, like when people like get caught up on like lies and stuff, I'm mm-hmm. like, if I just do what I'm supposed to do and do then it the you right have way, to worry about it. then I don't have to worry about it. And if you're right. going to, and then you go home and you sleep good and wake up happy. So th- that is something that that's like my moral compass. Now, is that what you do? It's just everything you say, like focus on, even when the decision may not end up being the right decision in the long term. I make the decision at the time with the best intention. Oh, of course. And if it if it doesn't work out, I can live with it because I'm like, you know what? That was my call, and I just it was wrong Absolutely. call. But I could, you know. At least you at least you've made a decision, and intended stuck, it to be good, and intended it to be good, rather than not making a decision or not getting back to someone. Yes, okay. and um, yeah, it's just little like pet peeves of mine, but it, meaning just like, but it's stuff that I like focus on, like getting back to people and like being honest and like doing the right thing 
because like, and if it doesn't work out, it's fine. But you did the right, right. thing that, right. for you at least. You have you to thought. at least put forth the effort and try. Yes. And how is your decision making ability? I am not a good decision maker, but when I get pushed into a corner, I make, I do what I have to do. So you're fast. Decisive, I can be. Like decisive. Mm, decisive, but the follow through is sometimes lacking. I'm very much a sort of a softy okay. when it comes to, especially when it comes to, um, you know, maybe like more of my staff and things like that. You know, if they can probably, I'm kind of a pushover. Like leeway a little bit, like a little bit like. Right, right. Like I need to be more strict. What I'm, okay. Yes. One, one of my main things and it's kind of, I guess, my manager style is I don't, I'm not a confrontational person. No. I don't like being confrontational. No, if I not. have to be confrontational, it bothers me because I'm like, why do we even get to this point? Because usually lack of communication or something. Right. But I'm also one of those people like, well, if they can't help themselves, then I, whatever. And, and not because I don't care for them or whatever, but it's like, if I'm doing something and they're not doing it in my head, I'm like, you know what? They're an adult. They can make the decision. If sure. they're not going to make a decision or not going to do it, what... I would deem and I would say others deem the correct way to do it. Then I'm just like, you know what? Okay. They're not going to do it. So I'm just going to work this way and just no work bit. harder or just like, or if it's something where I, I was like leaning on someone to do a project and they didn't do it. And I was like, can you do it? And they didn't do it. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'll do it. Like, I'll, do I'll it. just do it. It'll take a while. It'll take me longer. And, but I'm like, I'm not even going to expect that you're going to go above and beyond because you obviously didn't. And, but I'm not going to let it, I don't let it bother me. I literally just go, all right, it is what it is. You're not going to do it? Perfect. Now I just completely just get out and now a new game plan and then I just roll with it. And part of it is I probably could get better at just like taking a step back and trying to like fix it. But then I, I'm one of those, I'm quick. Like I get impatient right. and I'm just like, you know what? No, nope, I'm going to move on. Because it's, I don't, the time it takes to argue or fight over that, mm -hmm. I don't have a ton of time. So my time is like, okay, if that's just going to be a drag down or whatever, I'm just going to do this we'll or figure out another path. Right. Yeah, and it, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a patient person, but I when it comes to decision and wasting time, I'm impatient. Decisions I can make. It's just, like I say, the follow-through I have isn't great, and I know I need to work on that personally. So, you know, for example, I'll, you know, give somebody a project or whatever, or customer will say something, and I'll follow up, and okay, so I mean to say, what I mean to say is, who was helping this person on their project and didn't follow up with them? Correct. So it's a little bit of confrontation and uh -huh. keeping people accountable. Right. You're, I'm the same. I. That's the worst. If one of the girls says something I don't think is correct, or and not. then where are you? Where are you at with this project so that I can pick it up for you, or you can finish it, or what are you working on that's taking up your time that needs to be addressed or split up between somebody else so that you can get back to this mm -hmm. guy? I'm envious of. I'm envious of people that can manage where they can have like that iron fist, but then are very like loved. And I'm like, cause I've had like coaches right. like that where they're a hard ass, oh, yeah. but they're fantastic and you're fav their favorite coach. But mm -hmm. it's more of, learn. it's more of like, man, I disappointed so-and-so. And I, as a kid, that was me growing up. So I, as an adult would think, well, doesn't that person want to do it the best way and want to like, but not everybody's like that. Cause I like right. in my eyes, it's like, well, you screwed up. You should be pissed at that and want to get better. And right. some people are just like, eh. Eh, and I'm like, so what? And I'm like, you'll get over it. Okay. And I, and I, again, I, the confrontation part, like I look at it, I'm like, you're an adult. Why do I have to like reprimand you as an adult? Like, right. like you should be smart enough and have enough response or 
self-responsibility yeah. to just say, so, hey, my bad. Let me fix it. And I, I realized it was wrong. Right. And that's like, the, those are awkward. It's like, do we really got to talk about this? Like, you right. can't see that. Well, was- and that's why I'm trying to go back and do more training with the staff so that we can just develop all, everybody can hear the same information at once and we can all grow and learn mm-hmm. and all be on the same page, you know, and say, hey, if we're all doing things the same, not exactly the same, but if we're all doing things the same way, then nothing gets left out and we can yep. all pick up where each other yeah. left off. If someone calls in sick or they're out for vacation or unscheduled day off or they had an accident or something happens, I would love to be able to be in a position where anybody else can pick up, up exactly where that person left off and go with it. Um, yeah, for me, managing people and systems and kind of like organizational 101 is still something I got to get better at. I'm not very right. good at it. Right. And that's, it, it's a, it's a challenge, but I, the amount of focus I've been putting on that the last like 18 months mm-hmm. is much stronger than ever. Cause I never had to before. Now it's like, okay, I can see where this is where going. Necessary. Now I have to. Well, yeah. And as, and I, as my office grows, I have to be able to have control over it. And that's why I like the slow and steady growth mm-hmm. because we can maintain control over what we've got and not, grow to the point where we're just completely lost and dropping, you know, dropping the ball everywhere. Yeah. And that, and it's tough because the other part is too, it's, it's people reliant. So there's times a hundred percent. I look at myself and I'd be like, you know what? Like, I like, I, I do a lot of self-talk. So if, if you can't, if you don't, I believe <laughs> it's you. hard to imagine myself. I talk so much, <laughs> really? but it's like, if, what I say out is probably half of what I actually say in my head. So mm-hmm. all this stuff's like going on, but I'm one that I can almost self-assess myself throughout the day or during a task and like talk to myself and be like, it's weird. So if this is, if this is me during the day, like in my head working, I almost feel like I can go up to like a third, like a bird's eye view and look at myself and be like, yeah, Galen, you're, you're wasting time or you got to find something better or you should have said that instead of this, or you should maybe you're you're like, doesn't that drive you crazy when you could. Like think of what to say to somebody after. I I, I critique <laughs> my I like critique myself throughout the day. Not negative, not like you're bad, but like almost like coaching myself. And I know it's a weird thing to say, but I dissect a lot of what I do because I'm always trying to get better at stuff. And if I find that there's like something that's wrong, I'm like, no, that's on that's on you, 100. percent Like you screw that up, or or it's not good. And it's like, why is it not good? It's not. Or what? Could it's not you this do person's fault or that person's fault. It's like. If it is, then maybe I didn't give clear enough directions to make that happen. Or maybe it's just something I got to get better at. Maybe I had a bad bad maybe. system in place and it's got to be revamped. But I do this all the time. And I now, I used to do it more as an agent. Now it's kind of like the agent thing is, I've been doing that for a lot of years. So it's kind of like on cruise control for mm-hmm. the most part. But the business thing is new to me. So I feel like I'm a second year like operation manager kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning it. And it's... And I'm learning it with myself telling me how to do it. So it's a lot of just trial and error. So I've been picking brains of people that have staff and like, what do you do? Because I'm not very good at it and I can definitely improve. Oh, we can so all improve. I mean, there's, but there's always, always room for improvement. Do you find that you, do you struggle with that? Or do you think that, like you said, you're not good at confrontation, but do you find overall like morale's good? That oh, morale people, is fantastic. This is the best crew I've ever had. Yeah. I, I figured as much. You oh always sound, gosh. you always talk like very highly of the, Oh my just gosh, a group of they're, people. They're such little ass kickers. They're awesome. Uh, is it like what's a normal day at Langley Walker Insurance? Coffee. Um, 
<laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of shenanigans. I'm not gonna lie. You know, somebody will you know just say, "Is there any customers here? Is there anybody on the phone? Can you come help me? I don't know what the bleep bleep I'm doing." You know, so there's just like a lot of you know. We all get along and we just help each other out. I'm really really grateful, but we do. We you know, there's a lot of like. It's just like the sometimes the phones are quiet. You never know when the phone's going to ring. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why why I love what I do because you don't know who's going to be on the other line. It could be somebody who's calling because their family member was in an accident and they're in the ICU. Yeah. It could be somebody who's had, um, you know, a, a bad experience at their current office. Um, it could be somebody with a collector car. It could be somebody with uh, buying a lakefront property. It, it's all different. So you think insurance, oh, it's home and auto. It's not just home and auto or small business. It's 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 somebody with, with a brand new home or, you know, somebody that with, you know, who's renting a, a home that they want to buy and what are the options that they have. So that's why it's exciting. There's always something different. Day to day, how much structure do you guys have in a, like in your week, Monday through Friday? Well, Structure meaning in... like how you structure your day with with like appointments or with with meetings or with tasks or projects i am surprised by how many people do not call for an appointment like just walk in just walk in and really expect to see somebody right away i am completely surprised at that because we get them like a concierge like all someone's just sitting there the time and we have a big sign on the door that says appointment only call this number the door is unlocked so if you're just dropping off a payment or mm-hmm. documents or something like that fine come on in we've got our plexiglass up you've got your masks it's fine um but but for somebody to just come in and expect to get waited on immediately sometimes it kind of blows my mind mm-hmm. i'm i mean i'm glad that 90 times out of 100 we can we can help them on the spot or maybe it might just be a couple minute wait but um as far as structure, there's not a lot of people that call for appointments. We had, does that, does that, because that throws off, I'm assuming what you guys are doing throughout the day. Right. Like you're in a task and you're doing it. And right. so there's a reason I have a door that shuts because mm-hmm. like open door policy, I think is fantastic mm-hmm. with appointment. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'll talk to anybody if you want, right. but I said, you gotta, I gotta, like your time's valuable. So right. if I have a, even if, my door is shut and I'm in here working. Doesn't mean it's like, I'm like, no, no. Like I, I value my time alone when the door is shut and nobody's in here and I can sit there and focus on stuff so much that I come in on Sunday mornings at like six sure. in the morning and I work for about three, four hours with nobody here. But that's so that it's, you can start fresh on Monday. Yeah. And, and, and I, it's time. I have nobody, no distractions. And usually when the door is shut for the most part, it stays shut, which is good. Every once in a while, mm-hmm. something will come in. And most of the time, if something gets dropped on my desk, 95% of the time, it's not needed. It's like it could have waited until I walked out kind of deal, but it is what right. it is. But I think uh, we had a walk-in the other day. <laughs> and walk-in in real estate in 2021 is rare. Right. 10 years ago when I was in the business, that was kind of like, okay. I was one not of so your weird. semi-pillars of what you get business from. It was before like, like really before like the internet took off kind of deal. I mean, the internet wasn't there, but it wasn't as like prominent as it is now. Sure. And uh, I remember like sitting at the office and you were on floor, you were on um, desk duty, floor duty, floor duty, floor duty. Yeah. You'd sit there and you sit there for like three, four hours. And if you were the agent on call, concierge agent, 
and someone came in that was your client. So that was like, that was how you picked up leads when you were a kid. Or right. a kid when new. I was starting. New. new right. Rookie. And uh, <laughs> so we had, a, we had a walk-in. And Nick comes in and she goes, hey, someone's here and wants to make an offer on a piece of land. And in my head, I was like, well, that's weird because okay. I haven't seen that in years. Like that someone just walks in and says, I want to buy this thing. Because it's very old school. It's old school. And uh, But I was sitting there and I'm like, you know what? They got to wait about 10 minutes because not, not a negative thing, but it's like, I, I have to get this done right? Yeah, because I had something project. else to go to. And it was like, I, you know, not to be disrespectful, but they just rolled in sure. randomly at like whatever time in the, the right. day. Um, but I, I try to, I try to be very strict and disciplined on my time because it, same thing if, if, um, like I, we, like you came here, we got our podcast time. Like I have a sure. podcast time after this, I have some time I have to respond to some messages. Then I have an event to go to tonight. So it's mm-hmm. like yep. everything's strict. But like this morning after PPC, I had like three hours. I had no appointments. I had nobody. And I blocked off my calendar as this is time. I just sit in my office and do projects mm-hmm. like projects, meaning like on business projects. So, right. But I just don't want to talk to people. And I have to, I don't want to talk to people, but I can't talk to people because I got to get this done. Right. If not, it's not going to get done. Exactly. So, um, but in a normal like I guess structure wise for you, like how do you guys break up your days? Like morning to evening, meetings, trainings, events, Tra- free time, quiet time. Right. It doesn't, there's, I hate to say it's not structured, but we really have to be um, available, I guess is mm-hmm. the word for stuff that happens. Cause we have flexible emergencies that happen. People have, they'll call and, Hey, got in a car accident. I need help. Mm -hmm. So we have to basically clear out what we're working on and that's a priority. Same thing with, you know, any other type of claim, a property claim, any, I got served papers, anything like that. That's a priority. So we have to be at least responsive enough to be able to help. You know, we've got to be flexible enough to help. That's why we're there. That's why we open the doors. But at the same time, there are times when I have to say, look, I know I'm the started the business or bought the business and everybody's been dealing with me for the last seven years, but they're going to have to get used to dealing with other people too Mm -hmm. for different things because I'm only one person and I'm not available every single time. If I'm working on a project where I've got, you know, 20 dump trucks with 17 digit bins on each one of them and I'm trying to enter them into six different carriers, it's gets a little tricky when I'm trying to get these projects done and quoted or something like that or policies issued or things like that. Um, so it gets challenging, you know, people don't want to hear that they stopped in and I wasn't available. Mm-hmm. Well, her car's here. I saw it parked out back. I know. And someone's like, like, no, she's just chilling on the couch. Have a seat. Like, I'm, she's here watching TV and right. Uh, I'm not just there twiddling my thumbs waiting. You know, I, it, I am working. Yeah. It, it, and do, what would they do if they came in and expected to see me without an appointment and I wasn't there? What if they, I was here mm-hmm. or at a doctor's appointment or at a continuing ed or anywhere sick, well, anything. Well, that's why when I, I put times on my calendar in red when it means I'm with people. And so like the podcast in my calendar is color coded. I'm colorblind, but it's color coded. So, but it, oh, wow, I, I can see the that. shades different, but red is like just red. I don't know because sometimes like red is like code red Stop. kind of thing. So red just means you're with somebody. Yeah, that means. So, so that means you just can't move that appointment because then I, if I move this appointment, I have to notify you that I moved the appointment. I hate moving appointments. I'm like, right. I just want to like, if it's in my calendar, I'm so religious about my calendar that if you told me it's going to be my calendar and it could be three months from now, two o'clock on a Friday, 
We could set. Well, you could set right now. You could be going. I want to go to lunch on this date, Friday in July, on a certain date. It will be on my calendar. Done. And that day, I'll be like, perfect. It's like done. I'm, it's like I would show up at that restaurant at that time because of my calendar. So, mm-hmm. but um, I also put the morning today at like three hours by myself was in red, meaning like don't move it. That's your your time. You got to block it off. Sure. Um, and it, like that's just me being strict with myself and saying no, you can't just like go goof off like this morning or today. Right. Like you have you have to sit there and do your work and. That's like me coaching me to sit there and be just like disciplined. Yeah. And it's, it's tough, but I think if you're like goal driven too, it's not because you kind of know what you want. So it's not like you just show up and just like, I don't know, I guess if I do it today, if I don't do it, I'll do it tomorrow. But me, I'm like, I got to hit that one year goal or five year goal or whatever. So it's like, mm-hmm. I can't slack off today. And it's just it's more of a mindset than like, it's not like a huge deal if you miss one day, but at the end of the day, it's like, to me, it's the, the momentum building that you don't want to like mentally take a day off because you're just being lazy because then right. I find it like could slide to a bad habit. So mm-hmm. it's just like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Right. I have a hard time taking, getting away. I have a hard time because I have people who are relying on, right, relying on me or waiting for me. So that's why, again, with the training, if I can, you know, each time I get either a new quote in or a new policy, I train, I'm trying to train the girls at the office where, you know, hey, if I'm not here, anybody else can step up and fill in this spot or take, train. That, take that leadership right yeah and i want to be able to get to the point where if i show them everything like if they train the girls so that they can do everything that i know how to do then guess what i can manage my business instead of being a customer service rep so, so that's kind of the ultimate my goal. uh i got this from another agent i'm totally just hacking this person or, or taking this person um he actually says r and d it which means rip off and duplicate Okay. Which is like, you know, R&D, like research and tech uh, development. development. But uh, so, but I was, that's why, so I'm actually just duplicating what he said, but he goes, if you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant, meaning that you're doing all your stuff. So that was a big thing with Nick. So I basically have Nicole, we have Nick, and I even have some of our newer agents that are showing property for me because I just, I just can't go on the showings. Like, I mean, I can, but it's like the way things are right now, it's like, hey, I want to get in. I'm like, I, I can't get you in today. Mm-hmm. I'm full, but... I get someone else in, mm-hmm. and I used to do that when I was a kid. I say kid again, rookie, mo- rookie, coming newbie. in, newbie. <laughs> and uh, but it's one where I try to leverage my time, and eventually I want to leverage it even more so I can keep doing those twenty percent tasks. Which, yes. But that's that's the ultimate goal, and to me, those are more fun because I'm good at those things. I'm like, I like that part, but I'm still like a little bit of that customer service rep where you're still responding right. to certain emails, and you're still right. following up on like, can I get the information on this property? And you're still doing sure. some stuff. I'm still be available. Yeah. You know, if they really needed something. And, and again, I don't want to be unreachable. Yeah, cr- just, exactly. And, and it's not like, again, I don't, it's not below me by any means. I will do not. anything in the office. Sure. I am the most like low key. Yeah, Same. I'll do it. But I got, again, the time aspect. I'm like, what's the best use of my time? Mm-hmm. Not, you know, again, cause you only have so much of it. You have to have the most like, I guess, return for your time. And that's, right. That's, that's been the, like I said, the last couple of years has been the real big like shift in focus. When you talk about like sales, my shift from an agent sale point has, has, I've always wanted to get better in individual sales. Mm -hmm. My goal this year is still to be higher than I was last year in individual sales, but this is the first year in 11 years that I'm like, okay, if I don't get above what I had for individual sales, which is... like, because your time is dedicated to other things. It's now, now shifting because I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? I don't have to be the top salesperson in our office. I can step away. Yeah. I want our company to grow, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to do all of it because I now need to shift here. So I'm kind of naturally, I think, gravitating and kind of 
graduating up a level, mm-hmm. um, which is different. It's like a mindset thing, but I, I didn't think I'd be as comfortable as I am with that decision. I thought it was going to like eat at me when that time came and I'm like, you know what? No, because it's the right thing to do. That's a sign of maturity. Maybe, but it's <laughs> it's also the sign probably, like I said, I got three kids and it's just like, you Either don't have time to like, run around all those at night. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's a bit wild, but... Jen, besides as much as I love talking about business, I'm more interested. In, what do you What do you do for What do you do for fun? I've heard you talk about some fun things that you do on the evenings and weekends, and probably at the campgrounds. But what is like your getaway, like like guilty pleasure hobby? Like besides, if I wasn't if I wasn't doing insurance, this is like what I would love to do all day long. Besides vodka, we vodka is included. <laughs> and I told you we're we're drinking coffee, folks. We are drinking coffee, it's, but. It's unlet. It's We're, not let. Depending how long this podcast goes, it right. transition. So, yes. uh, we do have the top shelf, but yes, including vodka. But if no, well, it, and with COVID, it's hard. To, you can't. You know, traveling is really tough. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to hop on a plane and go see my mom. You know, that would be where she, idea. Where she live? Salt Lake City. Didn't you say you saw her recently, or no? No, not. It's been a couple of years through COVID. Some, someone just told me they. Just saw their mother for the first time in a year. Oh, and I, I thought it was fantastic. Fun. It wasn't you? Well, obviously not. You just said no. But um, okay. Sorry. Keep going. No. But I'd love to be able to hop on a plane and travel. That would be like if there's no COVID and less like work worries. <laughs> um, I would love to be able to just travel and go on vacations, grab my kids, go to, I mean, my husband doesn't, he will go on vacation. We'll go to, you know, you know, he, we'd love to do like an Alaskan cruise or something like that would be fun or, um, you know, Caribbean, something, stuff like that. But to go like to like Europe or somewhere like more exotic or mm-hmm. anything like that, I'd grab my kids and go in a heartbeat and, and leave and just Greg go on home, vacation. Right? Yeah. He has no interest in going to Europe. Sorry, so, Greg. No, that do you, do you always travel together on vacation? With my husband? Yeah. Like always. I mean, like if you were to go on vacation, is it always like spouse or do you sometimes go with like girlfriends? You go solo? Do you? No, I mean, I've gone to different family functions solo and just Mm -hmm. met up with my family. That's like my wife loves beach and sand and heat. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, not my jam. Like I go to Florida because my my sister lives down there. My in-laws are down there. But kids, I like them to see the kids. But Mm -hmm. like. I'll be honest, like going to Florida in April to me is like, oh man, it's starting to get too humid. Um, right. It's so a little I, bit goes a long way for me too. Yeah. Like I'm much more like, I want to go to Europe. She has no desire to go to Europe. Like Let's I want to go, go. I want to go to Europe, go to a, like walk, like, uh, just go through the cities, hang out, yeah. like just zone out and check out different scenery. And like, I'm as simple as give me a cup of coffee. Let me sit on like a street side in Paris and people sure. watch and just like chill and have good food and talk to people. Yeah. And like, that's relaxing to me. To me, yeah. S- sitting on a beach, just zoning out with beating sun on me. is like, dude, this is, I'm like, I get stir crazy. I'm like, I'm I do too. I can't, I can't just sit, sit there. I can't just, sit. I'll, I can sit there for, uh, you know, a, a half a day at the max. A couple hours, I'm going to start looking for something to do. I, I, I mean, be, I'm so fair skinned. I think I'm going to be pumped when my kids are old enough that I can just take them with me. Like, do you want to go on a trip or are you going to go here? Like, my son's just, well, yeah, look at my me son's now. white like me. He'd be like, but like, you want to go to Europe instead of going to the beach? And be like, yeah, dad, yes. let's do it. Let's like, all right, send the, we'll send Gina, my daughter, my daughter's a little sun goddess. We'll send them down. They They'll can go sit do there it. In, the, in the sun. I'll take the boys. We'll go somewhere else. I'm okay fun. with that. I mean, we've got on a couple of cruises and things like that. It's like, yeah, I could sit there for a minute. And okay, that was fun. Now what? I like, I never heard this term before, but have you ever heard the term? I heard it this past weekend. A darty? No. A day party, which is basically adult drinking. Oh, 
We've, it's day drinking. It's day drinking. But it's dart. But it's called a darty. I, I never knew that. So, yeah. So I think this sounds was like, like something you do with like. Dart, well, a dart. Board. So the person that told me it was her friends that were I think from like might have been Long Island, which sounds like something a Long Island person would say was a darty. darty. Went to a darty. I just call it day drinking. But <sighs> that is the greatest thing known to to adulthood is the day drink where you get you get your buzz. You go home. You go, yeah. You're in bed by eight you're nine o'clock. Sure. You wake up and you wake have a full up at six sleep, and you're right. Cup you're of ready coffee, to go. And just like you never did anything the next right. day or the day before. So those are fantastic. <laughs> um, big fan of the darty, especially yes. now they have kids. I'm a big fan of the happy hour also. Yes. Um, <laughs> But that's what we do. I mean, basically, that's our our camp life. Yeah, get the, up in the morning, and it's not it's not uncommon to see somebody walking through the campsite at eight o'clock in the morning with a beer. Yeah, hey, okay. why not? Have, have at it. I love a Bloody Mary in the morning. It's sure. Like, let's. Um, okay. So, so, and and again, traveling, when you don't have a lot of responsibility. Like you can just sit there and have your mimosa sure. or your cocktail in the morning, and like I don't care. Carry on. on today. It's See if you're going to work. I'm like I'm just chilling, man. No. Just living life. So I'm gonna take a nap and then have lunch, have a siesta, and wake up and do it again. That would be fantastic. A nap sounds great. <laughs> um, I, I so my couch. We were like, oh, you must take naps. I'm like, I've taken oh less than five naps in probably all the like the last couple of years I've had that, and yeah. some of them are like when I'm completely drained and tired. Right. Which I never just take a nap to take a nap. I never have time. I never have time. And well, I, I don't like to, taking but... a nap during the day because when I wake up, it makes me more tired. If I do a little and power I... nap. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes like a 20 to 30 minute power nap for me, I feel fantastic. I just get that deep sleep for like 10, 15 minutes. I wake up, I'm like, feels like I had a shot of adrenaline. No? Uh, no, I can't do it. I the, wake up and I'm like, I feel groggy the rest of the afternoon. I just can't do it. That's that's becoming like the uh, the Jared Burns couch. I have other people that come <laughs> here and hang out, but I, I don't really sit on that couch often because like I just sit in my chair. So like sometimes I like, if I'm really tired and like walking around, sometimes I just like sit on the couch and just like a change of scenery. I'm like, mm-hmm. just weird to sit here, even though it's five feet away, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this it is weird because sometimes I'll go like our our little front of our office. Have you been in my office before? No, that's where I want to go. I know you like have a, a dog though because everybody raves about the dog. Oh, she's so sweet. What kind of dog? Chocolate Lab. I thought you said she was a small dog. She's a part heifer. So part a, Chocolate Lab. Part, a smallish. Ha- she's like eighty pounds. Oh, it's a pretty big dog. Then. She's a chunk. Okay. Part husky. Part. Really? Yeah. Oh, she's big. But it's dark. She's, but it looks more like a. She's lab. a. She's a Chocolate Lab. She's a purebred. She's just. Chubby. <laughs> she's loved. Loved. So she she's uh, the office mascot there all day? She's there all day, but as of, um, I have um, family members at home that do remote learning. The kids can keep her during the day if they're doing remote learning. Oh, so some days. So some days she's so She's home. also hybrid. She goes to work and goes to stays home. Yeah. Hybrid dog. So she, she might be working remotely today. She came to the office Monday and Tuesday. But today she's working remotely. There you go. Um, what's her name? Bernadine. <laughs> Do you call her Bernie? <laughs> Bernie. Bernie. Um, so okay. So <laughs> you. Um, so what? A, so you traveling to some stuff you did like to do? I'd love to. Tra- oh yes, I'd, I'd like to travel. I'd like to go see family more. I like I say, I'm the youngest of six kids, and we're all in six different states. Oh. So wow. I could go somewhere different every year for six years. That would be. And then start over again. Do you guys get together often or not? We've gotten together for a couple of reunions over the years at different locations. Um, never out here, but that would be probably next on my agenda to see if I can get the fam out here. It's hard for my mom to travel now. She's yeah. pretty getting up there in age. Um, so a lot of times if we do have a little reunion of some kind or if people can at least go at a certain time to meet up, that'll be around mom's I had area. this like... I know it's like a trippy thing and, and 
you've seen the other side. Like I'm just getting into the kid part, but you know when like you're a child, and I know this is like like duh, Galen. Like we know, we obviously know this is like how it works, but when you really like think about it, like me and my wife and the three kids, you do everything with three kids. You do like, I mean, you wake up, you go to bed, you're there. Like when I go home, it's like four people in my life. Like that's that's it, mm-hmm. and. Then you get to the point where as they grow older, they just get more independent and they leave and they leave. Obviously, they leave the house. But then I'm thinking about it. It's like when I grew up, it was me and my two sisters. Mm-hmm. And we were just like them. And then as you get to a certain point, my sister lives in Florida. My other one lives locally, but I see her maybe a couple times a month just because you're, often, you you're working. Yeah, you, you got, got schedules. And, and usually it's her stopping in to see the kids. Right. So and sometimes I'm not even there. She just stops in during the day. She has time, sees the kids, sees my wife, and then heads out. So... Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of, when you talk about doing a reunion, it's so crazy to think reunion with my siblings, mm-hmm. where now I'm just going home. I'm like, they literally could be all on the same couch right now, which is just crazy. And then at, in time, it just like, it's, 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 right. it's just like a, a weird phenomenon when you talk like life about starting out and just the, the, the levels of life as you go on. And the same thing, like I don't see my parents all the time. I see them, I would say once every 10 days, maybe. Um, maybe seven to 10 days, depending, but it's not like every day, not even close. Right. And it might, sometimes it might go a couple weeks without seeing them and it doesn't even phase me if I don't see my Mm -hmm. parents. But when you're a kid, it's like weird. Like I didn't see mom and dad in the last like two days. Right. At a certain point, you're just comfortable. And now it's like my kids, like if I don't see my kids for a day, I'm like, God, I haven't seen them. That's not your normal. No. And like, in like 20 years from now, I'll be like, I haven't, they don't come around. They're in college. They live somewhere Mm -hmm. else, another state. And it's like, it's one of those deals where it's just like. A weird thought that I had the other day because all three kids, I was sitting on the couch with my wife, all three kids and her dog on a couch. Aww. So I had two, she, my wife had our youngest and the two other kids were, one's laying on me, one's on my lap. And it's just like, I'm like, we have it. how many square feet and we're all on this <laughs> couch. On but like, I know 20 years feet. from now, but I wish they were all just sitting on this couch again. But it's mm-hmm. just like a weird, it's just, I don't know. It was like a, it was like a dad moment that I had, but it's just like Aww. a crazy, like full circle like kind of thing. That's why when you said family reunion, it's just like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, because all my siblings, they all have kids and a lot of their kids have children. So they have their own like, family unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's the same, like when you're a kid, like my parents seeing their families, but then like one level up, like my grandparents, that was like the reunion, getting all like the, their siblings and spouses and then they're all their families together. And it's like, who's that? Well, that's Aunt. Great. Like, yeah, See, that's the thing. We go to these things. And I'm like, whose kids are those? Which who are whose are these? And it's probably your niece or nephew's kids. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, who's that girl? I'm like, oh, that's your nephew's wife. And like, oh, right. And they're looking at me like, who are you? I'm like, well, I'm Aunt Jen. Crazy Aunt Jen. They're like, wait, great, great Aunt Jen. Oh, great no, aunt. awesome Aunt Jen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's a big, big distinction. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's just funny how I don't know how that works. It's just like I mean, it's life, but it's just when you really like. Find it full circle. It's just crazy. We watched The Lion King the other day. Same thing. I'm like, oh. I haven't seen The Lion King since I was a kid. I know. And I'm like watching like the actual full movie. But then as you watch it as an adult versus a kid, it's a totally it's a different, totally different like, perspective. And, and there's different like hidden like innuendos and jokes and stuff that you get as an adult that you didn't notice when you were a kid. Oh, man. I, Boss Baby. cracks me up. Have you ever seen, well, you no, seen Boss Baby? No, I haven't seen Boss Baby. It's a kid movie. Or a kid TV show. It's a movie. Now it's a TV show and a series. I love it. There's so much adult humor in it. Uh. And my kids love it. They haven't watched it in a while, but we were on a big boss baby kick for a while and I was like, this is hilarious. Now we're on Moana. Oh, Moana is a great movie. Yeah. I haven't, I don't think I've seen it, but I've heard of it. It's a lot of good storyline. Good. Uh, very good music. The guy from Hamilton wrote it. Okay. Lin-Manuel 
Lynn Miranda, maybe, maybe, whatever, one of those things. He's a very good like songwriter or musician, and it was good. So it's like just catchy. So all our kids are like like oh, right in it. We played La- uh, Lava Monster Moana Maui fight last night. Which oh, sounds if you fun. The, if you watch the movie, it's basically just a bunch of it's a bunch of make believe wrestling on the carpet, and was a blast <laughs> until both kids collide now, and hit their heads together. And now, <laughs> how old are your kids now? Oh God, three, two, and not even. Three, almost two, and three months. Oh wow! Yeah. So you have, definitely have your hands full. It's 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 a wild time. It's a good time. So if you're ever bored, come down and yeah, yeah. and take babysit, one. Babysit, take two. <laughs> take a two. couple. Two for the price of take one. A, take them all. <laughs> I'll even buy you lunch. Just go take them. Go do something. <laughs> Just I, take off. Jen, where do you want to go today? Just, <laughs> take a couple here's hours. Some car seats. <laughs> right here's the car seats. Take here's off. Some diapers. Here's some cups of food. See you um, in a couple days. Yeah, yeah, forever. <laughs> Just. No, I'll, I'll be at the family reunion. Who are you? I'm your father. I'm, your but father. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Awesome, Aunt Jen took care of you for all these years. Right. She's got a dog, kids. There we go. There's a dog. The dog loves kids. <laughs> she's she's the dog's 13, and she's just she's slowing down a lot. But she's so mild and mellow. It's never a worry to have her around people. She loves kids and babies. Are, 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 <laughs> I'm sure your your clients absolutely love her. Too. Oh, she's sweet. It's um, really sweet. They, some clients come in and they look for her. Because my office is right next door to Tales of the Adirondacks. Yeah. Oh, so they'll right. run next door, grab some treats, come right back. Oh, I got oh. something for the dog. I'm like, really? Like, she doesn't have treats all day? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I say, she, and you said she's tubby, so she's... She's chunky. Oh, winter weight. She's That's chunky. right. Let the girl be. She's enjoying she's it. She's enjoying her, living she, her best life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's thriving right now. Um, are, are you a big... Um, are you a big reader? Um... I, no. And I, I wish I would say yes, because I used to love reading, but now I read so much for work and because of work that it really drains my eyes by the end of the day. Yeah. I think what I need to do is try to invest in um, like the um, audio books or audio something. Books, yeah. Audible, yeah. Yeah. So that might be a better way to, to, for me to read. I do listen to um, some things like podcasts and things like in my car on my way to work. What and podcasts do you listen to? Oh, something, YouTube things, usually something that's going to start my day off on a good note, something positive. So, so is it usually the same, like same channels or is it just kind of like random like random. themes that you find? Random. Okay. Something like, okay, let's get my day started on the right foot. Um, cause I, I love podcasts. Like I, I listen to music when I'm working. Okay. Like yes. if, I, if I'm doing like stuff that I don't have to focus on, like, right. you know what I mean? Just like organizing, mm-hmm. I'll listen to a podcast. If I have to do any type of like focus, I put music on. Music for me. Because I just don't want to have to, like if someone's talking, then it's distracting. So I just like put a Very song much. on. I've heard a gazillion times. And just let it be white noise. Um, but podcasts are my car and typically anything else, work around the house, anything. Mm-hmm. There's podcasts. I listen, I, I wonder how many hours a year I listen to podcasts. See, mine more so is music to the point where and it's every genre, so it's and I probably drive the girls at work nuts because at one moment I'm singing Eminem and the next second it's like 38 special. And then the next minute it's special? ACDC. <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. And then DMX. And I'm like, I can't You're even. You're a rap person? Oh my gosh. It DMX, just rest in peace. Comes, but, yeah. It just comes out of nowhere. I mean, just Is that ran, your jam? Rap? No, but no, but it's in the playlist. Well, I'm just saying like DMX, Eminem. Eminem. Yeah. They're, it's in the playlist. Special? Right. It just says every random, it's just set on random. It's just, and then, and then all of a sudden they'll have like country music. So it, it no, just could be anything. Is this your phone? Yeah. Like anything. A, like if you put okay. it on my, like whatever, Pandora or whatever, Spotify, it's just, 
random. It's just completely, I love music. So, so today I so never. So it just could be on any, anything, whatever, something for everyone. It could be Johnny Cash. It could be, doesn't matter. So I have Apple Music and I always, if I listen to music, this is my thing. So I, I am one that will go to an artist and I will typically go find a, one of the albums from the artist and I'll listen to it like straight through. So oh, if yeah, I go, no, no, so no. if I'm like, I want to listen to Dave Matthews, I'll go to Dave Matthews and find like, let me listen to this live CD and I'll start from the start and I'll just like let it play through. Mm-hmm. And then today I was going through and there was a specific song I wanted to, uh, to listen to. So I went down through, clicked on it and it played through and no one played through. And next thing I know, little Wayne popped on, <laughs> which totally different. And so I went from kind of like, that was an aggressive, what was that? I don't know. It sounded like something, someone just like hit her. I don't know if these, these uh, kids out there with the fancy cars. I don't know what that I was. Know. Sound like something I don't like know. It sounded like window. somebody was trying to break in. Oh, what a world. I don't know. Totally sidetracked. That's a cool looking car. That's a little beater. The kid's ripping through the line. Oh, yeah. But he might need insurance from you. He so. maybe, yeah. He actually might have an insurance claim right I'd here. I probably can make, s- done. probably make some money off of him. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. So, but, <laughs> anyway. but so, so I'm sitting there and like little Wayne goes on and little Wayne's like, that was like definitely probably high school for me kind mm-hmm. of deal. And so he pops up and of course like the rap comes on now. I, not a good rapper, but I know all the lyrics to this. <laughs> I, I can picture I could, you I could, word for word. I could spit these lyrics oh, pretty gosh. good. I guess, I don't know what the kids say nowadays, but I could, I could <laughs> recite these lyrics. And uh, it was funny. I haven't listened to this song in like a long time. It's on my, my podcast. I remember every word. Oh my God. Yeah. Even down to like the little, like, like the little like grunts and groans they make in the, in the song. Yep. And I'm sitting and I'm like. I don't know how I know these words. I haven't heard these. I, I literally have not heard this song. Now, like I said, it's on my Apple playlist, so it has to be within probably the last like seven to eight years. It's there. But like, I didn't even know how. I'm like, awesome. And I had put it there <laughs> at one point, and I was pumped. So then I went from like my dispatch, like jam band music to uh, Little Wayne. And I was like, and old Little Wayne too. Not like his new, like barely new recent. stuff. This was like probably 2000, 2001 Little Wayne. I'm like, let's go. Ludacris and era. Ludacris, yep. So I got very, I got very hyped. So I was like, and this was like 5.45 this morning on my way to the office. I was like, let's go and <laughs> listen to, uh, so what, what, what's, what's your other jams? Like your music? Like what's your favorite? 80s rock. 80s rock. Yep. Like get, From, like what, give me some, give me some, uh, musicians, bands. Death Leopard, Poison, Bon Jovi, oh. ACDC. So you're like rock rock. Yes. Okay. That's hair bands. I saw the lead singer of Twisted Sisters, D, D. Snyder. D is it D? D. D Snyder walking through the airport in Orlando. With, must have been his girlfriend or wife. And how did I know it was him? Because he had dark glasses. He had the, <laughs> the long, his long blonde that hair, blondish gray hair. Because mm-hmm. now that means gray. He's old. Yeah. So like it's like pulled down, but like it's in still a long, all long and yo, shaggy, yeah, in a ponytail, and it's like that that wavy hair. And perm hair, whatever you want to call right. it, it's down, and he's about the size of a bean pole, Ooh. and he's got black, I believe, leather jeans on, probably, um, or dark, dark, like kind of torn. Like I got black jeans on, but these things are there's no holes in these jeans. It's like one of those like scratches and scuffs, and then like a leather jacket. I'm like, how a better way to pick you out than like? Let me guess, you're probably in a little rock band, and of course they right. were like the the quick uh, whatever TSA line or whatever. And he was just kind of going, and I'm like, wow, 
I there guess. you go. It's just walking through the airport. There you go. The only time I've ever recognized someone of of a famous stature walking through an airport. Twisted Sister, though. That's funny. So that was also the era of music videos. So what was your favorite music video back then? Because I've seen some of those 80s music videos, and they're so cheesy. They're all cheesy. I saw one with... I forgot what it was. It was... Uh, what's the song? Um, who sings? It's like... Come on, feel the noise. It's like Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot. Yes. So they're sitting. There. I think. I think this was the song. And they're like in a cage, and all these people oh. are around the cage, and they're shaking the cage, and this cage and is falling apart. I'm like scantily dressed ladies. Yeah, and, and they're doing their, their thing. Hair. And they're jamming out, and these people are freaking out. And of course, there's probably like 30 people around, but they keep changing the camera angles. Right. So sometimes they have like faraway camera angles, like there's really not that many people. And then they're sitting there, like the same crowd, like, doing this to the cage, and it's just shifting. So, I mean, these are all props that they're doing. And I'm like, wouldn't you like actually put cage around it? So when people are doing it, they can't like separate the cages. Cause you see them and they're like, you see a person go like this and then move it back. <laughs> and then move it back. And make the was. final cut of the video. And I remember this was at, this was all Ridley's a couple years ago. And I'm watching this thing and I was mesmerized. We we're just like a, people sitting at a table. <laughs> I'm staring at this thing. I'm like, this is the worst music video of all time. It is the most cheesiest. <laughs> I think it's that song. And they're just. <laughs> I'm to go dig I'm like, this, this is probably like a. a if I asked the kids at Plattsburgh High School to do the same music video, it probably would look better. It probably would. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, kind of make it look in a bit. Well, you don't want to like make it like seem like it's going to split. Like, oh no, this jail cell was splitting. It was. Because it was pretty... probably made of like paper mache and like, like I don't know, tubes of like, whatever um, it's called, uh, wrapping paper rolls. Wrapping paper rolls. It oh, was. Uh, yeah. So the music. Yeah, there was some that were pretty bad. I remember. Um, was it like a Billy Idol song, and he has his lip all twisted up and trying to be this you know badass rocker with his lip all curled up and there's just like fake flames in the back there's some so there's... billy idol was he like part of that group oh like, yeah also oh, yeah was, we was listened not... to billy idol sure um <laughs> that was that was the cool you know the cool kids listen to billy idol so my my uh van halen that was my first concert it was van halen really 1984 where'd you see him salt lake city see them huh salt Public. lake city how's that 16 Oh, it was amazing. It was my I mean, first I'm concert, Salt Palace, 60,000 people. They're like light years away from where I was standing. Just lights everywhere. It was David Lee Roth at his prime. Um, I mean, the, they're good. Like I said, I, like, I know the songs, but it's like so funny when you're like, they're obviously before my time. Like I never went and saw them, but you see some of these bands. I'm like, I would love to go back. And one of the, so my 80s music has only come into like, somewhat of recognition of a lot of these people in like the last six to seven eight years right my mom graduated high school in the late 70s okay like 60s and 70s i grew up with 50s 60s and 70s are my jam then mid 90s to now till mid 90s to about 2010 because i don't really know 2010 2020 i've kind of got to the point where now i listen to the same stuff i listened to back in the day when i used to make fun of my parents like how do you not know this song now i'm like kids are listening to like this pop person and this rapper, and I'm like, I don't even know who that guy is. I'm like, really? Yeah. No there clue. was a song the other day, and we were at a wedding. And these people were dancing. It was before I was in the wedding party. They're playing this song, and it was uh, um, Sir Mix a Lot. <laughs> um, Baby Got Back. Baby Got Back. But it wasn't. It was, um, she's a rapper. Um, I don't know, I forgot her name. It's the song, and I'm like, I thought it was the the, the first song. And it, like, they, went, they went into a whole different like verse, and I was like, this oh, isn't the song. I'm like, I've never it. heard this song. And they're like, you've never heard this song? I'm like, like, what do you live under a rock? I'm like, well, no, I'm 30 something. I got kids <laughs> and I just listened to my nineties <laughs> like, and two thousands. Like, don't, I don't know the song, but it was so funny. They were like, they looked at, it, had like three or three heads. I was like, I, 
I don't know. I've I, I never heard this song before. I'm like, this is a total remake of whatever, uh, whatever it was before. But Or if you hear heard a song when you were growing up and now somebody else has remade it, you're like, I know this song. This is an old song. Yeah. Somebody else is just singing it now. And they're like, N-. kids are like, no, this is a new song. No, yeah. no. Yeah. This is like this is like a Bob Dylan song back in the day or something. Right. Like how many Bob Dylan songs are covered? It's a 38 special song. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many of them have been covered. How many of those songs have been covered by? I don't think any. No, how about Johnny Cash? Let's go. With Johnny that. Cash. I'm just thinking like Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, Dylan Jimi Hendrix, like Jimi all these Hendrix. like you know ni- the 19 like 60s like Mount Rushmore musicians. They've yeah. all been redone <laughs> multiple times. Some of them are better. Like I right. like um, like Jimi Hendrix. There's like. Uh, uh, what's it called All Along the Watchtower fantastic yeah. song but it's been yeah. redone multiple times I almost was it might have been a Dylan song before Johnny or before Jimi Hendrix did it because mm, I always hear uh, Dave Matthews do it and I love their version of it and then they went right into Stairway to Heaven they, they, they kept like this song has been covering since the early 90s but it's like grown 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 so now it's to the point where they'll go right in from that right into like the verse of Stairway to Heaven back into the song because oh, they're cool. all kind of playing in the same like guitar like chord yeah. scale whatever mm-hmm. and um uh, so that was pretty cool, but so the '80s are they're kind of like a, a, a lost decade for me, music-wise. But I'm starting to get I'll a little get bit more. I'll get y'all caught up. I know. I'm I'll starting, send like, you a couple of suggestions. Well, it, it works when my wife's older than me and her friends. There's and she has also friends that are older that end up being about ten years older than me. So I'm like, oh, so you guys really know this music? So it's mm-hmm. great. So I'm catching up. But what musician band would you still love to see living or dead? Meaning, which one, what artist living that would still, I guess, still tours that you'd like to see? And which artist that either no longer tours or has passed that you would like to see? If you had to go back in time. Okay. Living, I'm going to say Metallica. Wow. Okay. Wow. You are really happy. This is great. Well, because I, I would, or I would say ACDC, but I did see them once. And they're amazing. Okay. Something you have not seen. Someone so you have Metallica. not seen. Metallica. Okay. Past, I would say Queen. I'm a big Queen guy. Wow. Classic top. Like like, like, like the original Queen. lineup Queen. Every. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, yes, not Freddie. Like, I know you can go see him now with Adam Lambert and the... And no. Original Bob, yeah. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. Queen. Yeah. Um, God, that's a good one. My, um, yeah. I think my number one... I, You know, it's crazy. If I had to go back in the past of people that no longer tour... No longer tour with their full band, I should say, mm-hmm. or past. My top three would have been Queen, Aerosmith, and Led Zeppelin. Nice. And I honestly would probably go Led Zeppelin first. Mm-hmm. So that's my answer. And then I would probably say Queen, then Aerosmith. And I love Aerosmith. They were my first favorite band in my life. You know what's funny about Aerosmith is... When my kids were growing up, okay, so Aerosmith's been around the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and today. Yeah. So when my kids were growing up, you flip on, I'm a button pusher, so whatever channel is on yep. the radio, I'll just switch it until I find something I like. Half the time, stop, it's Aerosmith, I turn it up. Hey girls, guess who sings this song? I don't know, I don't know, Aerosmith. So then a couple weeks later, same thing. Oh, hey girls, guess who sings this song? I don't know, I don't know, Aerosmith. Kept doing it. And so this is a thing that my kids and I have done for years, pushing buttons on the radio. You find Aerosmith. Hey, guys, guess who sings this? Let me guess. Aerosmith. Really? Every time. So 
Aerosmith, like, so they have such a wide variety of songs. Cause they have like their early yeah. stuff, like the Dream On, yeah. Sweet by, uh, Sweet Emotion, like all the old old songs. Yep. And my first ever album, I actually saw this last week. I was listening to it. I because Apple Music, I can get any song I you want. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Remember that album I found? It was a live a live album that they put out. I think in the '80s, but it was from like their old stuff. It was like, I mean, yeah. it was. I forgot the first song. I'm trying to think what the first song was, but it was. Definitely, like, it was all their old stuff. It was great. And then you get the new stuff where it was, like, uh, you know, the ni- more like the 90s, 90s albums where they kind of re-came back out with some stuff yeah. and kind of probably after the addictions oh. and all of that stuff. They got, right. kind of got clean a little bit more. Right. That kind of music came out. And then you started having, like, Dude Looks Like a Lady. And yes. you had, like, uh, Love in an Elevator. Yep. And, and was it? Uh, crying. Janie's got, got a, a gun. Jamie's, Janie's got a gun. Like, yep. all these songs are classic. Yes. But they're definitely the 90s versions. Yep. But you see, I hear those more on the radio than I hear the old stuff. Same. Which is weird because I, I always equate to like, like Walk This Way, yep. not the DMX version, but the original. The original. And then Dream On, uh, Sweet, Sweet Emotion. Emotion. I loved like um, um, uh, Toys in the Attic was a great song. Um, Train Kept Rolling, um, Kings and Queens, like all these, oh, old, all these old, old songs. <laughs> like they, they really came out like their original songs. And they also covered a Beatles song. Um, I'm gonna kick myself. I can't um, think of it. Um, I know which one you're thinking of, though. Got I'll those. think of it in a second. Keep talking. I'll think of it in a minute. That's a good song too. They do a good cover of it. But Stephen <laughs> Tyler's voice is. I saw a documentary on him when he went down to Nashville a few years ago. It was on Netflix, mm-hmm. and he kind of went to like the country scene. Oh wow! And he started to sing with a couple of people that were in Nashville, like country singers. He sang Weird. with a couple of these girls that were really good. But it was a total like trip because he went. Weird. Like here's the the. The hard rocker from Boston going down to Nashville and doing like this like thing, but he wasn't with any of the original guys, and right. he just kind of did this like little hiatus and did it. And they don't, I know they like Joe Perry, him don't get along, and you know some of the right. other band members, but that would be up there. Queen for sure, just because Freddie's dead. But like that, yeah. but then man, like the original Led Zeppelin, like mm-hmm. those guys playing together, that's number one for me. I would say right now, living that I have not seen. My my two are between Elton John and Billy Joel, I think. Nice. Yeah, if I had to pick, <laughs> that I have not seen. I, there's no there's no modern person I would love to see, not even close. And I'm thinking like the jam bands that I grew up listening to. I've seen most of them, mm-hmm. and like still try to go to them if they're playing. So if I had to really, we're supposed to go see on Fourth of July, Lover Boy. And you have that look that, on your face like, I don't no, know. I, I, no, I know that, but not enough to like get excited about it. But I, I, I hope that it's going to be good for you. I mean, yeah, that's... Yeah. Oh, it'll be fun. We're going with you some watching? friends. What? Where are you watching it? Um, I think it's out near Watertown or something. Okay. So I, so I don't know their band. I've heard the name. I don't know their songs as much. But they were kind of... They were more like the 90s, right? Or 80s. The earlier? They're oh, no. A little earlier than that? 80s. Mm-hmm. We went and saw a few years back at Shelburne Cake. You ever heard of the band Cake? I heard, yes, Cake. I've heard of Cake, but not. Oh no, Cake is the band. Oh, what did I say? The band Cake. Cake. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not like the band or whatever. Like the is band Pancake. Um, no, no, the band a Pancake. Cake. No. <laughs> so we went and saw them, and they were good. And they, like, and it was funny because I just knew some of their songs. My wife likes them, so we we're like, yeah, let's go. Let's it was, go. It was a blast. But some of these people that are still touring that obviously don't have a big crowd, and you go and you watch them. There's not a lot of people there. This is awesome. There's like have a thousand ever, people here. If that. Have you ever heard of April Wine? Oh yeah. We went to go see them up in Hogansburg a couple of years ago. Really? It was 
it was crazy because these guys are up on stage and they're like 70 years old and they're they're jamming. What uh, what songs do they sing? I I don't I I mean if you played them like yep yeah, definitely April Wine. April Wine. Um, just just between you and me. Is there was there? I got a hit list one. There's a couple others I can't I think of. Off the top of my head. I got I got to listen. I know I, there's a couple of April Wine songs that are jumping out to me right now and I'm like I know if I hear them I'll be like spot on. Okay, let's get to like Post Malone. <laughs> like, but I'm not like a big, I just like found him one time, but like, that's, like, he's not you bad. You listen to Post Malone? I'm not really into him, no. He's got shit on his face. Oh yeah. Face tats? Yeah. I mean, I have no. Every time I see him, he's got more Do you have a tattoo? Stuff. None. Zero. Me too. I have no desire. I don't have any desire. Everybody keeps talking to me. Oh, you got to get a tattoo. got to get a tattoo. I'm like, I'm 52 years old. Why would I get a tattoo? It's not going to look the same in 30 years. No. They... I almost want to think I know this song. Say Hello by April Wine. What is the Sign of the Gypsy Queen? Maybe Sign that's... of the Gypsy Queen was a good one. Oh my. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I was going to say, Say Hello. I'm like, I think I know Say Hello. Yep. There's this Gypsy yeah. Queen. Yep. Okay, was it just between you and me? Yeah, that this was is, their... This is what I do when I start going through Apple Music. There's I just, their, their I, top. I go to about halfway through. That's the one. And they sound just the same. Was it, so it was a good he show? Was, he was a good show. Yeah, he, the guy sounds just the same. It's crazy when they're older, too, and they just kind of like roll up. Do you think his voice would have faded out by then? No. I mean, you could definitely yeah. tell they're older, but... April Wine. That's a great name for a band, too. I know, April right? Wine. I think it just like it's a cool... Like Some bands have like cool names, and some of them are just like, eh, could have done better. Come up with that? You probably could have done better. Like, <laughs> Good band, but you could, have done, you could have done a little bit better on the sound selection, or the name selection, but... Um, so that... So April Wine, you saw them at Hogan'sburg. Yeah, up at the casino. I think I'm trying to think of other like little Johnny Cash played at the Grace Center back in the day. I'm gonna go. I mean, oh. dang it! Yeah, rest in peace. But yeah. but but the Man in Black was there. I'm yeah. a big Johnny Cash fan too. Same. Yeah, Johnny Cash. If I had to go back in like the, he was like that. 50s was kind of like his heyday yes. into the 60s. If I had to pick one person from that time, I would say the fifth. Uh, the 50s would be try Johnny Cash. It, same. Um, I agree with you there. Because I like hit just classic three chord, just like, mm-hmm. and and all of his songs, you can understand what he's saying. Yep. What's your favorite Johnny Cash song? What's just the one sure. where he? I think it's the same. Sings. As soon as you're gonna start talking about, I've it, been everywhere. I've been everywhere. That's I've your been favorite. Every one? Uh, probably. Oh, he said, yeah. I think he does sing I've that. I've been but everywhere. That's... Just because I can't keep up with it, it's like rap in the '50s. I just can't. So I just sit there and listen and I giggle because so, it's so funny. Well, the one, the one that, which is crazy. So I just went top songs, Johnny Cash. Number one was Hurt, which really? he wrote in 2002, which was covered by Nine Inch Nails. Yes. Or no, Nine Inch Nails wrote that and he covered it. Oh. Right? Am I got that oh, backwards? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's back. I don't think it's backwards. I don't think so. I think Hurt came out by Johnny Cash. By, by Johnny Cash. I think Johnny Cash did, let me see, Hurt. Let me see what the original, again, this is like what I was saying before with All Along the Watchtower. Hurt. Is it a song by Johnny Cash? No. Wait. It must be because that's the uh, age For some of it. reason, I think Johnny Cash, I, originally a Nine Inch Nail song from 1984. Johnny Cash covered it in 2003, which is a weird thing. But that that's is, weird. But that's his most popular song, according to this, is Hurt, which is 2002. Followed by Ring of Fire. I was going to say Ring of followed Fire. Followed by I Walk the Line. I Walk the Line. Followed by also 
newer. God's gonna cut you down. Cut you down. That's a cool song. Oh God, that's a great that's song. That's a great song. I wish like Johnny Cash, man. God, Five Finger Death Punch should redo that or something. So Folsom Prison Blues, classic. That's classic. Jackson with June Carter, classic. Yep. Um, the Man Comes Around. Which one's this? Like, like. Like Johnny Cash is just my, my okay. This is it. My Ghost Riders in the Sky. Ghost Riders, that's good. There it one. is. I've been everywhere. Cocaine Blues. God, this is a classic. My favorite one though, Boy Named Sue. Yes. That so I, I thought you were going to say that up. as soon as you started to go down. You I'm thought like, I was going to say Boy Named Sue. Boy Named Sue. The other one that girl from the North Country, Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. I don't remember that one. Hmm. Daddy sang bass. Mama sang tenor. That's a great. That's good. classic. Sunday morning coming down. Oh, Orange Blossom special. The. Uh, there's another one that I don't know if he's saying it. Five feet. There's a song. Um, I want to say it's, it's called Big John, I think. Big John. Big. I used to listen to this as a kid, and we used to love this song. Big Bad John. Jimmy Big Dean. Bad John. That sounds familiar. But it sounds like Johnny Cash. I remember this song. But like, but this is it's by Jimmy Dean. I okay. thought this was by oh, Johnny okay. Cash. So when I was a I kid, so it's funny. My babysitter, when I was a kid, kid, we were taking naps, and she would play like while we were napping, like she'd play music. And Big John used to come on. We oh, love that song. That's cool. And so every time I hear Big John, I'm like, because we all knew the lyrics. We're like little you three, four, five year olds. Oh yeah, Big sure. John. That was our jam. And uh, I mean, at the time, it probably wasn't that old of a song, but. I mean, you got to think back then that was like a song from the eighties. It would be to now probably sure. whenever it came yeah. out, but, um, Johnny cash, God, man, he might be on my list. Uh huh. Oh man. Johnny. I don't know, I'd still probably, man, I don't know. I'd still say Led Zeppelin just cause of the whole, mm-hmm. like everything, but right. Man, Johnny cash, man, that's God. He, he squeezed in there and that's fine. Johnny, you'd say it on the mic. <laughs> 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 so, so Jen will be right back, folks. I'm going. To, I'm going to talk about more of the music that I think is going to be. You're good. Yeah, your thing. She's really just getting a bunch of vodka, folks. So it's okay. <laughs> just fill her up. The, the, you take the coffee mug and take a lot. Um, so, no songs. Johnny Cash from the '50s. I think from the '60s. God, I think you got to go the Beatles from the '60s. I don't know if you can. I would say the Beatles. You can say like the Stones. I don't know if the Rolling Stones are like I like them. I don't think they're as 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 uh, as exciting as I would probably say the Beatles were as classic. Um, Zeppelin from the seventies for me. Eighties, damn man. Um, I have to wait for Jen to come back on this one. I gotta see. Eighties would be be tough. Honestly, I would see Michael Jackson in the eighties. I think he was such like a cultural like icon that even though it's like a different genre not really my jam but i still think that'd be fun maybe you too but you too kind of or bruce goddamn bruce springsteen maybe bruce springsteen of the 80s might have been a one for me um 90s let me see i've seen a lot of people that i would really like to see from the 90s that were influential for me i guess music wise um i'm not a huge nirvana fan but i would think i may want to see nirvana just because they were such like a classic band, obviously don't tour anymore. Uh, Pearl Jam, they still tour. Haven't never seen them. They would be a good band to see also from the '90s. 
Um, obviously, Dave Matthews, one of my all-time favorites. I still I see them fairly regular, regularly. Um, God, let me see. Two thousand, like, and then you go two thousand, two thousand ten. Everything just kind of merges together at that point, and then it starts coming into like, like newer ish bands that I guess would tour. I don't know if there's any like newer music bands that I'd be pumped to see. Um, most of them I have seen that I had any interest in seeing from like the nineties, early two thousands, but that would be tough. And then new music, I don't think anybody knew I have any interest in seeing. Um, maybe there's like a good like this is the problem like new music for me when you have like the synthesizers and you have like the weird voice distortions like we were talking about post malone he's funny listen to him on rogan hilarious dude i'm sure he's a great guy to hang out with but his music's like catchy but it's not as artistic as i think would be good so janet i want you to jump in i'm gonna go from I'm, i got up to this, we did 50s johnny cash 60s i said the beatles Okay. I, I think it has to be the Beatles. I can't think of anybody else. I was thinking like the Stones, but not not ones that really jumped out. Beatles would probably be one just because they're so iconic. 70s, Zeppelin. 80s, this was tough for me. I said maybe Michael Jackson is a totally different spin. It's not my kind of music, but because, again, he was such a cultural icon. But just to see. Just to see. Followed by, in that ballpark, I said possibly U2. Because um, oh, yeah. they were 80s going into the 90s. But then I also thought Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Because I like Bruce Springsteen. So that's kind of like the 80s. I'm not a big 80s guy. I think I would say Michael Jackson just purely for like the spectacle. The entertainment. That and- yeah, not necessarily. Because I'm not a big poppy guy. Like when a guy's singing and dancing, like it's cool. But I really like music. Like I like bands. I like I like just people sitting there playing music and singing and playing their instrument. I don't really need the theatrics. I just like the music and like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, 90s, it's tough because there's really not a lot of bands that jumped out from the 90s that I would want to go back and see. The two that I've mentioned, possibly Nirvana, because they don't tour anymore. I'm not a big Nirvana person. Right, but again, but just to see. culturally, like, Iconics. Sure. They had, obviously, some very good songs. Um, and then they, these guys do tour, though, is Pearl Jam. Pearl oh. Jam does tour. And I do like Pearl I've never seen oh, them live, but I, I do like Pearl Jam. I might pick them over Nirvana. And, and part of me is that I like their music Maybe. better. Because I'm not, yeah. like, a big grunge grunge guy where, where Same. it's... Um, yeah, and I I think going completely off the cuff because I never saw them live was tragically hip. Oh, I'd love to see them. I never saw them live, yeah. and but I love their yeah, music. Okay. So they were more of a '90s band, I would say. They kind of got their start with late '80s, early '90s. Um, that was a band I grew up listening to. Like on the like, my uncle used to play music all the time, and right. T Hip was on just on the play playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe from the '90s, I'd probably say T Hip from the '90s because they like that I just like their music better. Mm-hmm. The 2000s, 2010. I'm really dumb when it comes to music in that genre, even though I kind of grew up with that music. There's nobody that jumps out to me as like, that would be someone. Most of the bands that were during that time period that I really liked, I've seen. Like OER, Dispatch, Jack Johnson, all those guys I've seen. There's nobody that really jumps out. I'm like, I haven't seen that jam band. The The problem is like the poppy music and the rap music. I have no desire to go see no. it. When you start, when you talk about Pulse Malone, some of his music is catchy. Right. Oh, but definitely. if you had to... Car driver. I'm telling you, Jen, you're going to pick up a nice policy right here because these guys are. I want to race them. <laughs> I my car is but, yeah, um, right. just, but, um, yeah, just a bunch of kids doing drag racing down, Probably. The, down the waterfront here. Uh, on their um, Actually, is that, it's all, yeah, actually, they got a pretty good drag strip and there's no traffic. So it's actually kind of a smart way to, smart place to do it. 
I say here or down on the base, Arizona Ave. You know okay. those cars there, but yes. it's a big long straightaway. Yeah. I mean, don't speed, folks. But if you were to speed and you get in an accident, Jen's here to help you. Um, so <laughs> no, no, no. 911 first. 911 then first. Call then call Jen. Then call Jen. That should be your slogan. After 911, call After Jen 911. in case of an accident. Um, hey, I don't, have a, I don't have a little slogan. That, that, might be, that, that would work. That would be it. Is that an Audi? Yeah, Audi something. Blacked out rims. I don't. I mean, the kid. The kids. He's living. He's living his best life out there. Oh yeah. He's having a good time. Little overcast days. Friends getting out. Friends all jacked up. Got a good ride in the car. That that might have been it. Whatever Maybe. was that noise? I bet you it was them. It's probably them. Just. Oh yeah. He's making a purr. Actually, to be honest, I expect him to be much taller than he actually was. <laughs> it's like Lord Farquaad. Did you get the same yes. idea? He kind of came out a little shorter than I was expecting. He's not, a, he's not a little person, but he's shorter than I thought. So, um, well, he looks short from here anyway. <laughs> that's a car, Jan. He was like nose to the top of the, the top of the top of the car there. So he's he, he's vertically challenged, but I can sure, respect sure. that. I'm not I'm not much better. So yeah. um, the new music when it's like the weird genre music and kind of like the like the what's it called the synthesizers and stuff. Yeah. And just when they distort the voices, like mm. not for me. The pop people that dance around, not for me. I would say the person I think I would actually wa- enjoy watching. This is kind of taking it from like 2000s, early 2000s, into, like into now. I would see Justin Timberlake. You need to go see JT? I've never seen him. I, w- I would. I like him. I like his music. Not yeah. really like the sexy back stuff, but like he's right. come up with some country. I say country, but like he's had like More. a different variety of stuff. He had like the Suit and Tie yeah. album. Then he had yeah. the, uh, was it the Man in the Woods albums? Mm-hmm. And that was a much different tone, but I, I like some of his music. But it's tough. Some of these like new people don't care. Pop yeah. people don't care. There's not one person. Right yeah, now, I'm like, they're not... a really good singer. I know they are. People listen to them. Like, sure, sure. But it's it's just different. But again, my dial on the channel just keeps going back to... Aerosmith. <laughs> yes. Back to Aerosmith. That's right. What's your favorite Aerosmith song? Mm. Um, of the older stuff, probably Sweet Emotion. Great song. And of the newer stuff, I'd say Janie's Got a Gun. Which is funny because that's like what mid nineties maybe <laughs> probably um, and it's not even newer it's just new ish for, for them I think my all time favorite song back in the saddle again that's a Beatles song that they covered oh back in the saddle again. right that, no it was come together come together yes it was back in the, oh back in the saddle again wasn't Aerosmith's song that wasn't a cover um back no that's that. Is that an Aerosmith? That's yes, their song? Yes, that's Aerosmith, but that, I don't know if it's a cover. I don't know. They but did I know they did. Together. They come both, together. I know. Why do I think back in the saddle? That was actually in my head when I said together, they covered a Beatles song. And I'm like, then I just thought, that's not a Beatles song. That's their song. Um, that's a good song. But yeah. I think my all-time favorite, just because it's a very classic one and it's very just simple, but is Dream On. Oh, He wrote Dream that, I think, too. as a teenager. And it's if you ever go on, he was just very young when he wrote it. And I read the backstory on it one time, but he, uh, Steven Tyler wrote it and that does the piano. And I love songs it's where it's great. just them and a piano because it's such a simple strip. That's why yep. I think I really like, like Elton John just, and Billy Joel. Yes. Just simple. They're at a piano. Put them at the piano and just let them do their jam. Um, but Elton John had, what's his name there? Who's got wrote his lyrics? Bernie Toplin or Bernie? So Elton John oh, didn't write the lyrics to a song. He wrote all the music. And right. And this other guy was a poet or whatever and did, all, did the all the music. Did you ever watch that movie? Uh-uh. No, I didn't. Very trippy. Not a, like so. There was two. Mu- there was two films that came out about music. There was Bohemian Rhapsody, Queen, 
Okay. Have you seen that? No, but oh, I need to. Oh, at the Queen Fanny show. That's a, they did a very good job on that. Then they came out with, um, I think they called it Rocket Man. Okay. I think they did. I think there was a show called Rocket Man, but I haven't and seen it. And it was very, it was the same thing. It was a, like a biographical film. And I love music biographies. Like for some reason, it's just like, like some people like, like uh, documentaries on like murder and serial killers. That's like weird to me. Like I don't want to watch that stuff. I but, watch like, them all the time. It's a girl thing. <laughs> I, I said this the other day. I'm like, what girls love watching serial killers in movies. And like, they'll sit there and watch like murder mysteries. I'm like, all the time. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not into that. But I do like a good, like, I do like a good, like, music documentary. Yep. Especially when they're the older bands, because you hear the backstories. I'm like, oh my well, God, yeah. I didn't realize that that This happened. was this going happened. on at the time, or this was what was going on in the world, and this is... Yeah, or like when it. you get, like, the Beatles or the Rolling Stones, or the people sure. that, like, they just... Like, the Beatles, I think, were just kind of, like, thrown together, and they kind of met up, and I was like, hey, John, hey, what's your name, Paul? And I want to just, like, start jamming. And then, like, and they just, just crazy how, like... And this happens to a lot of bands, but like where they just start and all of a sudden they just like grow and grow and grow and like, oh yeah, I saw them in like a pub back in like the late early sixties. And then and like they were just as like band and like they would just drink beer with us after and then all of a sudden now they're like serves and everything else. Yeah, it's just it's those are fun. Rocket Man, I didn't care for it. I love Elton John, love his music. Not my not my thing. He was very like it was very trippy. There was parts where they went off and was like this very like spacey, like dream state land. So it was kind of like fantasy and real. Where Bohemian Rhapsody was just straight up like this. Is, we're acting like we're Queen and we're just telling you the story of Queen. Nice. A little, a little like Hollywood theatrics, but mm-hmm. you get. I mean, sure. for the most part, you get the dope. story. Yeah, you get, you get the gist. Um, Jane, you want to wrap this up? Sure. Or do you want anything else? I'm, I'm trying to respect your time and uh, you good. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's up to you. No. I got half a coffee. Is there, is there, uh. That's so funny. I was waiting for your reaction. I was like, coffee you, almost came I'm, out of your nose. I'm like, did you throw vodka in that? I was just no. joking, but. No. I was waiting for your reaction. No. Guys, oh, there's quite a bit in there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so th- th- those are the last things I, I have on music, guys. Otherwise, I, I could talk, I love music, but. I love music. If, if you go back. I'm not good with the 80s though. That's the one genre that, or one genre, one decade that just like escapes me. I would say from like 80 to like 95, 96. Do you not enjoy that kind I of? I don't mind the music. I just don't, I just never really grew up with it. Connected with it. Yeah. No, not that I don't. There's some good songs. Like, I, like a, there's some um, Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Michael Jackson. You know who I, this is the craziest thing. 80s guy, I think guessing prince uh-huh. were you a prince fan yeah so yeah. Th- this is my thing and and I, somewhat i have a not a f- when you know when all these music people they they pass away and then the world goes crazy, crazy. and like i'm the biggest prince fan i'm like which is whatever so right. like michael jackson died i remember it was like a couple days like everybody in the world all they did was listen to michael was jackson crying. which wait, mm-hmm. i get it i totally get it like sure. you know good music too soon but michael jackson to me like prince was like if Michael Jackson was Batman, Prince was Robin. And maybe Robin There you Robin. go. I don't know that if that's sense. true. So when when Prince died, everybody's like, oh my God, Prince died. I'm like, that sucks. Like, I mean, the guy died. Like, you don't want to hear right. someone die. But then I'm like, like oh, I, I loved his music. It was so good. I'm like, I don't know mm-hmm. if I know a Prince song. When doves cry. No, we listened no, to no. it in high school, but. Well, the thing is, like, this is what happened. People started playing Prince songs for me. Like, y'all, uh-huh. you, you've heard of... Um, 
Purple Rain. Purple Rain. I, mean, I remember Purple Rain because he did a halftime show at the Super Bowl, which I didn't watch. And I walked back out. And this was a few years back. I say a few years. This is probably 15 years ago. I walked back out, got food. We were at a party, whatever. And I'm like, I, didn't, I usually don't care about the halftime show. So I was like, mm-hmm. whatever. Walk out. I'm watching him. It's pouring rain. And he's playing Purple Rain oh, at the halftime the of the Super Bowl. It was kind of like, a, I guess, like Super Bowl halftime iconic moment. Yeah. But I remember seeing it. I'm like, oh, that, what That's an ir- ironic thing. He's singing a song about rain. And it's, it's raining. Rain. And that was it. And I just thought, and, and, and even at the time, I just remember Purple Rain because it was kind of like April Wine. It was just kind of a weird, funny, like, rain. name. And even when he died, I'm like, I don't know if I really know the song Purple Rain. Like I never, I never listened to the song. I just kind of walked in, just playing the guitar. And it was this song? And then, and then he said something about purple rain. I'm like, what song is this? Like purple rain, and it's raining. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I left. Ironic. And then people were like, oh, um, party, like it's 1999. Yep, I remember that. Never heard that song. Little red Corvette. Never heard that song. There's like a song about raspberry beret. That's the other song. I've never heard these songs. I'm like, I, and of course, every big bad John. So like people, sorry, I'm going back to Apple Music. <laughs> so when they, they ended up, um, yeah, Prince, like Prince Essentials, I Want to Be Your Lover's number one. So if I don't know, this is typically his most known song. I guess I didn't listen to as much Prince as I thought I did. I've never heard that song. And, and not even like... Oh, I, I recognize. I'm like, I've never, I've literally never heard that song in my life. Like yeah, 1999, no. I, Raspberry Beret. That's I've heard the song. I don't know if I've ever heard this song. Like Prince is so out of my. No, this is not. You haven't heard this? No. I've never, Jen, I'm not even, I'm not even like trying to play this. I've never heard this song in my life. <laughs> it, Purple Rain's not even up there. Raspberry Beat, where's Purple Rain? Weird. When Doves Cry. You've heard that. Jen, I've never heard this song. I think I was in... How is he so maybe, like? Maybe, maybe I was a freshman the year that came out, or a, or a sophomore the year that came out. When Doves Cry. Little Red Corvette. You said it's another one. Uh huh. I mean, <laughs> the crazy thing is, this is. These are his most iconic songs. Yeah. I've never heard any... I'm like, I've never even heard that song. If that song came on, I wouldn't know it was by Prince. Even if you're like, who's this guy? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like, they'd be like, it's Prince. I'm like, oh, maybe. I don't know. Okay. So like we're going to start a song. I'm going to start pushing buttons on the radio. And we're going to name that tune. I'm just going to call it Harold Smith. <laughs> I'm using... If you can <laughs> get the 70s, I know quite a bit. Like you said, April Rain. What was the other band you said? You said a couple of like pretty obscure bands that like aren't like... Loverboy. See, I know the I know the name. It's not a band that like. Now I gotta look up a lover boy song. <laughs> like I know that I know working the ba- for the weekend. <sighs> you know. All of a sudden, I'm gonna like listen to this and be like, "Oh my god, I should have." <laughs> I can't believe I'm not going to this this concert. <laughs> lover boy, um, Steve Miller band was also band like, oh, back in the day. Oh yeah, Abracadabra. Yeah, gonna come out and grab you. Oh yeah. See, yeah, I know, I know, I know you know it. 
Everyone's watching. Yeah. Turn me loose. Oh yeah. Yeah. See. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I, I like. I know Lover, but I just didn't know that by the name with the song. I keep pushing. Yeah, you get me now. Yeah. No, oh, that I could listen to that. If they were in the '80s and they had hair, I'll probably listen. Did to someone it. not have hair in the '80s that you can think of? David Bowie. David Bowie. He had short hair, right? Yep. Billy Idol had short hair. Yep. Uh. Because there was a lot of perm. What was with the perms in the '80s? Did you have a perm? I have no idea. I did at one point, but. You know what hairstyle I hate right now? I don't like it. So I go to the hair, I go to the hairdressers, stylist, beautician, whatever her name is. I or cosmetology. What do they call it? hairdresser? Is that the formal term? Barber. I don't go see a barber. <laughs> so, well, I guess I could be a female because like my wife does massage therapy. But if you call okay. her a masseuse, she will correct you because masseuses are no. There's not. There's no happy ending. No, no. And 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 the thing is, that's like so many people go, oh my masseuse, and and now now to the point when You're I hear a massage it, therapist. It, it, it like makes my ears cringe but when i was like starting out i was like yeah my masseuse and people she say would, she would masseuse snap on with me. a wink yeah she would snap at me because she's mm-hmm. a massage therapist because like she had to do all the schooling and stuff and it's mm-hmm. just kind of um but um uh, i forgot where i was going with uh before i started talking about, <laughs> masseuses, about masseuses and um oh eight, the 80s hair yeah hair oh perms oh there you are full circle back mm-hmm. in so <laughs> the one style of hair i hate right now is i'm gonna partly slap myself because it's similar to what I'm looking like now, except the difference is I don't like when guys grow up the top of their hair. I usually have my hair a little bit longer on top and I have it a little more tighter on the side. Uh-huh. I hate the look where it's a lot on the side and like nothing Curved. on the side. Not and shaved. Shaved on the side and like it looks like they have just like a, a ball of hair on top of their head. And that was right. a, that was a style and like Or they slick back that top part. Yes, and I'm like, that is a haircut that 20 years from now you're going to look back on and say, hate it. why did I do it? It's like the people with the 80s and the perms. It's also the guys back yeah. when they used why to have mustaches and they used to have like the Freddie Mercury look. Like that, yeah. like just, or like the people in the 80s when they had just like long, like the guys would grow out their hair again, but kind of more of a grungier look. Like, right. you know, like a Kurt Cobain style. Like, eh, yeah. okay, but I've always been very basic, buzz cut or just a little bit taller on top, a little mm-hmm. sculpted. As I've gotten older, I've been able to like, make my hair look a little more adultish versus when I was a kid. Isn't it funny how when you age, you have to grow up a little? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I was, I was just like, I'd like shave my head as a kid. And then I just go to the point. Just, and then like, now I got to make it look like, at least look a little bit older. Put, like, can you put green stripes in it? That'd be okay for work. Wouldn't it? I can do whatever I want. Green. I can do whatever I want. Goes with the, you know, goes uh, with the theme. You know what I got yesterday, Jen? I'm 31. And yesterday I picked up suits for the first time in my life. A suit? Suit. With a tie? I, I mean, shirts and ties I have. I've had, okay. I have pants. I have belts. I have shoes. I have sports coats. I don't oh. have a suit, like a matching top in, in bottoms. Um. Never have in my life. And I bought three of them because I'm like, I need them. I need them for weddings. I need them for funerals. I need them yep. for business things. And I just, I've never have. I've like hacked my way through 30-something years of not having to have a suit. And yeah. now I'm to the point where I'm like, you know what, Gillian? You do kind of have to grow up. It, like, this may not be something you want to buy, but you should buy it. Mm. So it's like, I just like, I don't know. I just feel like I graduated. This biker dude too. So, Jen, this has never happened. I've never seen people just randomly (laughs) I bring out all the crazies. I guess so. This is like, (laughs) this is like, was this kind of like the campsite? They're like, Jen's here. Oh my God. No, but they can't go that fast in the campsite. They'll get in trouble. We have golf carts at the campsite. The speed limit is five. How fast does the golf cart go? 15 maybe? Mm, Yeah, maybe a little more. Really? So they just... If you go five in a golf cart, it's, bar- it's like barely above barely, idle. Barely. It's like a 
it's like a, it's like a brisk walk. It almost like I think would damage the engine if you were going five or under. No? It's a little electric golf cart. Smooth, quiet. Quiet. Yeah, it just picks up. Just floats right along. That's the, yeah, that's like one of the coolest things about electric cars. Just like, you just, just quiet. Quiet. And, yeah. The only noise is Prince. Or Queen. My little red beret, Chevy, <laughs> right. whatever he's driving. Or maybe it's Ozzy. Maybe I don't know. Could maybe be something. Yeah. Ozzy? Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne? Is that what you're talking God, about? He's, he's older than... He can sing, and you can understand him. And the guy he, talks. He can't talk. He can't understand. Like, can't talk, but it's like, hey, sing me something. And he just mm-hmm. sings it. And he talks. It's just like mumbling. What's the song that he sings? It's kind of a, like almost like a love ballad. Really good song. Not Crazy Train. <laughs> Could be a love ballad. <laughs> What's the song that he sings? It's like, it it's uh oh like Mama I'm coming, coming home. home that like that song I always thought yep. was just like a really like like pretty song for mm-hmm. like a like for a rough rocker and right. Ozzy singing it for a bat eating whatever he, really he is. He did a bat, didn't he? I guess that was like they the did rumor. all kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was between them and 70s. Motley Crue and is it the band Kiss? They did all kinds of. Is crazy. it the band Dirt? I used to listen to a lot of Kiss too back in the day. Yeah. Detroit Rock City. Um, were they from Detroit? Beats me. Huh. I they they actually had a reunion tour a couple years yes. ago, and I kind of wanted to go to it, and I'm like, you know what? No, it's just not worth it. Yeah, well, we were. It was the end of the reunion tour. I think it was one of their final shows. They were down at Hershey Park, and we were at Hershey. We took the kids for a little really fun day, and they were down at the stadium there, and we were like, we should. Nah. I know it's just like it's one of like, those bands. I get in the crowd of like however many hundreds of thousands of people. I'm like, and everybody's nah. dressed up as kids. Oh. Everybody's got Gene Simmons tongue. Yeah. Uh, the, so when I was a kid, my grandparents' basement. I believe my uncle might have might have had the wrong like who actually did it, but they did like a drawing of Kiss. Oh, cool. And they actually put in all like the face paint. They put like sequins on it. It was actually really artistic. <laughs> Neat. And so for the longest time, we'll be down there. And this is like typical, like 1940s, 1950s grandparent basement, like musty, like cement, like cement walls, pool table down there. There was a treadmill down there. There was like stuff. It was just like you'd go down and you'd do the thing. And then you just had like this little section was kind of walled off and had a pool table. So me and like my cousins would go down and play pool. And uh, so there was like this kiss poster. And it was just so funny because like it was like there was a kiss poster and then there was like the kiss like mural of these people. Wow. And it was funny because like when you're a young kid looking at these guys, like, oh god, the guys with the crazy face paint. So you start then you start like old enough to like listen to them. And then and of course I was when I say listen to them, I was like uh, I was a kid, maybe like 10, 11, 12 years little. old. You know, and I'd mm-hmm. like you'd listen to Kiss and and um not it's not uh it's not Angie. Um What's the song? Is it Angie? Do they sing Angie? Yeah. Oh, it is Angie. I'm or think- Beth. Beth, that's it. Thank yeah. you. I knew it was a girl's, like, uh, Angie's uh, Stones, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. As soon as I said it, I'm like, it's not Angie. Yeah, it's not Angie. Right, church. Beth. Wrong pew. Yes. Be- Beth, <laughs> wrong, wrong uh, alphabet letter. Yes. A to B. Right. To B. So, Beth, Beth's a great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy Rock City, obviously. Um, uh, what's their iconic song? Rock and roll all night. Yeah, that one. I was that like, I, have, I don't even know what the name of the song is. But I don't know. Like everybody knows the song. Just right. Think of it. But yeah, Kiss. Yeah, I don't know if I would have went and saw them. I, I was, did. I saw them when I was a teenager. Was it good? Yeah. What happened is the end of the the end of the concert. Well, it wasn't even at the end. It was about halfway through, and the 
there was a complete like blackout like they the the power was it just they blew the tiles off the ceiling where was it? the whole salt palace in salt lake city salt palace what was they the salt to, palace was that was that where, like, where all the sports teams played yeah oh it was okay like where the jazz and all that played. was that the nickname for it Mm-hmm. Was that the actual term of it? No, that's the name of it, as far as I know. The Salt Palace. Salt Palace. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Is it still called the Salt Palace? I think so. Or is it just like, is it probably switched names, but still? Could have. I don't know. I haven't been back You know when you go years. to like, like Times Union Center, and people still call it like the Pepsi Arena? Oh, right, right. And, right. And it had changed. Yeah, or like the, the, Bell, the Bell Center Bell or the Center. Molson Center. Like, oh, go to yeah. Molson. Like, well, it's the Bell. Like, it's so. the Bell. Same thing. Yeah, okay. That's, so, why do, actually, why your parents moved to Salt Lake City? Yes. When I was in, let's see, we, I had just ended sixth grade. So going into junior high is when we moved up to that area. So you were California, mm-hmm. Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. We're going full circle again. This whole conversation, everything's full circle here. <laughs> we're going back to, how'd you get here? I should have asked you this before. Okay. So when I was, mm, I don't know, old enough to be engaged but young enough to still break up with the guy um my parents split my mom moved down to southern california my brother was going to school down in the same area so i moved back there to southern california and that's where i met my ex-husband who's from katieville oh military or no truck he's truck driver and was in california at the time met him and then and met him and followed him to the north country came back to his home, okay. which I moved back here sight unseen in 94. Okay. And shell shock a little bit? A little bit. I mean, Like, Calif- were you from a rural area in California? Oh, no. Huntington Beach. Oh, geez. oh, I've been to Huntington Beach. Yeah, it's a nice place. Yeah, it's right outside uh, Anaheim. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. But it was just very, I mean, at the time, I was in my early 20s. So it was nothing for me to think, okay, there's six lanes of traffic one way. We're backed up. It's... 12 miles to work, it's going to take me at least an hour. Yeah. And when I come out here, I'm 12 miles to work, but it takes me 12 minutes. 12 minutes. It's very what? different. What, so what kept you back here? You just never, my kids. It was just the kids. Were yeah, my kids have grown up here and I've So they're old enough to have and, friends and be established and right. gotcha. And then of course now, then I was working and yeah. had. So you were already established here, but okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And have you ever wanted to move back to Southern California? Hell no. Really? No. I'd love to go back and visit just to see, but I would not want to move back there. For what I mean, reason? Traffic or just because of? The older I get, it seems like the less I want to deal with crowds. Yeah. And that's kind of why, like, when we went to the, you know, I was talking about being at the at Hershey Park and seeing Kiss playing, next, you know, at the, the and I was like, yeah, but no, I don't want to deal with hundreds of thousands of people that are all up in my face and stepping on me and screaming in my face and drunk and same thing with Southern California. You just, it takes hours to just get away from all the people. I, I can, yeah. So, so I've been out there twice, both times to Anaheim. Mm-hmm. So like your whole orange County, whatever they call it down yep. there. Um, yeah. So that's weather is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, definitely. And, I take the weather all day. Yeah, and it was like so, and of course for me I was like not working. It was a conference but like you're working slash like you know really have a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So sure. it was more like I was like, "Oh, this is I mean, I don't like big cities. Like I'm not I don't want to live in a city." Mm-hmm. If I was younger, if I was like single and 20 probably, like just cuz you have no, nothing to hold you back here, sure. but like now I have no desire to move to a big city. I have no desire. Like I like the idea that I can like walk out. My car is parked out front, get in my yeah. car, drive home and like 
no traffic. Right. And, you know, mm-hmm. worst case, I might have to wait a little bit at a light. Right. And it lasts like a, a minute. minute tops. Right. And I could snowmobile to the trail from my backyard. You're a snowmobile person, right? Yeah. Is that your, like, is that your hobby? Because when I said hobby, you said, like, travel and stuff. But, like, snowmobiling? Well, it's snowmobiling. It's more my husband's hobby, and I do enjoy it. I haven't done a lot of it over the last couple of years. So, I don't... What's better, snowmobile or side-by-side? Side-by-side. I would think it's just more universal. Well, I can do it more. Snowmobiling is wonderful. It's like, it's like boating. Yes, short season, What happens is, yeah, you get the short season, pricey. You got to have the right conditions. Snowmobiling, you got to have a base. You've got to have a trail. You've got to have something at least somewhat groomed. Same with boating. You only have so many summer days in the summer that are nice enough to go out boating. So it's kind of like. Would you say like in a winter, how many good like snowmobile days? There's probably like 20 in a winter. Yeah. That makes sense. Meaning like for most people, most people I'm thinking typically their days to go snowmobiling is like on weekends. Right. Or the occasional day off. Or the President's Day week off. So like you're really talking like, it's like skiing. Like, I mm-hmm. like to go skiing. I try to go skiing in the winter. New kind of hobby just to get through the winter. Yeah. I went up. Now, this year was a little weird. I went up like four times this year. Yeah. So, and then last year I went up a lot, which was like seven. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things too. I'm like, oh, I'm pumped for ski season, but you only go you only a go few times. Up, right. Half yeah. a dozen times. It's like, oh, yeah. winter, you know, or not enough snow now, or, you know, the trail's gone, or the, you know, well, for, base so is gone. I went up skiing this year for the first time by myself one time. Oh, cool. Because I was going to go up with a couple people, like Jared, I go up with him, mm-hmm. Adam, I told you about, I have a, a, a crew of guys we try to go with, and I was asking people, asking people, and like, nobody, nobody, nobody. And I'm like, you know I what? I just go. I'm like, I have it blocked off. I was looking forward to going. It's supposed to be a halfway decent day. My thing right. is I'm not super proficient at skiing, so I kind of like going with people just in case, like I like follow whatever. Problem. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stick to the trails I know. Sure. I'm going to like Do go, go my own speed. I'm going to put up, put some music on and just go. And it was great. Unwind. I went for like two hours. My legs were killing me and I got done and I was like, you know what? Cause I just kept going. I was like, nobody, I don't have to wait for anybody. There's no lines. It's kind of like when you like go travel. Cause again, I travel with kids. It's like mm-hmm. you're constantly running back in, cup, drink, diaper, change, change. spit up, whatever. Right. You name Close. it. The, the act to get out the door is a, just a challenge itself. Yep. That was like skiing. It's like skiing. I got down the lift. And I was like, I just want to go there. And I just went there. That's and I got on it. And I was like, You didn't have anybody to pick up after. It was, a, it was like a two-hour, like, very refreshing. Uh, I don't have to ask anybody th- anything. I don't have to get permission. No. I don't have you to don't like. have to wait. No. I was just, I'm doing my thing. And yeah. I was like, do I want to go that way or that way? I want to go that way. And, and I went go that, that way. way. And it was great. So I had a good time. So I was glad I did it. But that was the first time I went this year. And partly because I'd only gone up a couple times that year. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going up. I I'm committed. Go. And I enjoyed it. It was actually one of my most fun skiing days ever. I was purely by myself. So I'll probably try to do it a little bit more this year by myself. That's perfect. Loner. But, all right, Jen, we are going to stop there. Okay. Um, not because I don't want to talk to you, but because <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. And, like I said, I, I uh, otherwise vodka's coming out. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Jen, okay, if, anybody, if anybody needs to reach you, find you, yep. um, check out your office, check out any place, give us a plug, give us all the goods about Langley Walker Insurance. Okay. Langley Walker Insurance is located at 770 Route 3, Plattsburgh, New York. We're uh, just west of the Military Turnpike in the FedEx Plaza. And if you know where Viking or Tales of the Adirondacks is, we are squished between them both. Are um, you... I think you're like... I, I look at that place, you're like right up in front and center. Yes. I, I would call you the flagship of that that, that whole plaza. So yes. if you're going... It's, it. 
Imagine if the other people are like, we're right next to Lindley Walker. I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's so, where that's where people will know. Um, great, you got a dog. Um, friendly <laughs> staff, great people. Yeah, fantastic owner. We love her. Thank um, you. And like I said, if you're in there, uh, bring her some retro '80s uh, yeah, garb hairband, and, hairband and handbands, and just jam it out and, and do up some policies. So perfect, Jen. Thank you so much for thank coming you. on. This is good. I hope you enjoyed Appreciate the coffee. Um, yeah, thank you. N- next time, I promise we will drink. We'll drink something a little <laughs> harder. We'll start a little bit later. That sounds we'll great. We'll start where we finished today. No, it's drinking. Wait, what's the what's the word for it? Day drinking is darting. Darting. We're, we're gonna be darting. Oh, darting. Darting. Ooh, new word. Okay, <laughs> we'll look that up in Webster next year, folks. All right, perfect. That's it. Episode one twenty six. Jennifer Walker, president, owner, Langley Walker Insurance. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.